Blog Talk Radio. It's that time again, folks. Broadcasting live with his tin cans and a brand new string from a top old smoky. It's Ben, the king of wiener slingers, with a fancy co-host with important guests and the best answers a third grade education can buy. All for you. Sponsored by Mobile Food Vendors Association, Ben'sCarts.com, Whiskey by the Jug and Donuts. You are so in for a treat today. But if I told you now, I'd have to kill you. So stay tuned. Ben's as nervous as a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs. Stand by. He's downing his last glass of liquid courage. And he'll be live in 30 seconds. Want to save even more money? Build your own professional hot dog cart. Save over $1,000. Buildacart.com. Buildacart.com. The president of Onion Crunch will be joining us here in just a few minutes. Nick Loeb. And we will be asking him some questions about what is all this hype about Onion Crunch, why vendors love this new topping, and some vendor-submitted questions from over at the Facebook pages and the intertubes. We also, in just a few minutes, will be talking to Noah's Ark. That is Noah's Hot Dog Ark. He'll be joining us live. Noah is the youngest hot dog vendor I know and possibly the youngest in the U.S., Get ready to stand in awe. A tad later, Mr. Jason Brown will join us. He's a marketing guru, a street vendor, and has lots to offer. Loves long walks on the beach and silent movies. It just felt right. Man, am I excited. This is going to be a wonderful show. We have got so many cool guests on. We've got Rob from over there in North Carolina going to be helping us again tonight. Um, And a big... Thanks and shout out to Rob for all his help with the show. We have um, an MFVA, Mobile Food Vendor Association, update and a little bit of news. And let's see, we've got, um, golly, we've got a bunch of stuff, just a whole bunch of stuff tonight. And I'm very excited. After the show, head on over to Ben'sCarts.com forward slash book. Ben has written what is called the most comprehensive course on the market. Check it out at Ben'sCarts.com forward slash book. See real testimonials at Ben's Carts Facebook page. Hey folks, hope you're enjoying tonight's live podcast. Remember, not only can you get the biggest bang for your buck over at Ben'sCarts.com with carts starting at only $18.99, you can also get the free training and watch free training videos. Come on over after the show. We now return you live to the Ben's Cards Radio Show. I know I told you I'd read a little bit from the book each week, and this week there is no exception, but it's going to be short and sweet. I wanted to get on with our callers and our guests, and I'm excited to have them on. Um, remember, during the show, feel free to call in or go to the chat room and ask a question. We'll try to catch those questions. If you don't see we're catching it, um, ring us. 
and you can come on live and talk to um, all the superstars in the hot dog vendor business because we're loaded up tonight. Now, from my book, the course, Hot Dog Save My Life, on page 39, it talks about getting started when you have no money. It's doable, and if anybody knows that, I do. I was broker than a convict when I got in the business, and it was just by sheer luck and 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 you know stealing and robbing and not getting caught and able to get my cart and get going and start you know feeding the kids. Now, let's see here. I'm on page 39, and it says, "But I'm broke." I couldn't afford even a great deal on a used cart. Don't be discouraged. There are ways around this, but they require more effort. Start by placing a free ad on Craigslist. Here's what the ad would read like. Looking for a hot dog cart. I am new and would like to share usage of an existing cart or possibly rent your cart, even if you have a cart that is not used on certain days. I would love to speak with you. Call Bob at and then your number. I would probably use your name instead of Bob, unless your name's Bob. But that is one great way to find gigs. Another way, if if you happen to live in a town where you know there's some vendors, you may want to stop by and talk to them, buy a hot dog, and ask them in person. How would you know? Would it be okay if I helped you one day? Would it be okay if um, you know get to know them and and see if there's possibly a day they're not using the card or a day they have a doctor's appointment and kind of weed your way into it. Um, all of us vendors have days where we can't run it, um, don't feel like running it, or just don't run it on certain days. And those days would be ample opportunity for somebody that's brand new in the business to try it out, to get their feet wet, so to speak, and also to get in without any money. And, there, you know, a lot of vendors will do profit sharing. I posted some ads recently on Facebook.com forward slash Ben's Carts. And I, I try to update that. People send me stuff every day, and I try to load all that on there. So if you think it gets deluged, you should see the ones that don't make it. But ultimately, all that information on there will help you. Well, one of them recently was some a, a vendor needing several carts operators. And I think we posted two in the last five days that were like that. So check on that from time to time because you may see something in your area that you could work with. Um, let's see, Mobile Food Vendors Association update. Um, as you know, if you go to Mobile Food Vendor Association, there is um, a change in the website. They've changed the design. They're trying to fix some glitches that were in the forum and with the blog and with posting. And so a lot of stuff has been happening, plus the the cart that did the processing of membership and the membership IDs was just, I don't know if the gremlins got in it or what, but it was a, a mess. And so they are working on it. I know they're working on it, and I, I've gotten several updates. They asked me to mention it tonight during the show, and I... Have, um, I also couldn't get into it, um, so I know that it, it was at least glitching the moment I tried. Some people have said that they are still able to get in um, to everything they need to, but we'll have it um, back up and running soon, and um, just know that everyone that's uh, volunteering and um, the people like Heather and Deb 
are working hard at getting everything going there. We've got some exciting stuff coming down the pike too for members um, that that is going to blow your mind. Um, I have heard through the grapevine that there are some super deals coming from some people like Onion Crunch is one, which we'll be talking to soon, and some others. So stay tuned for those and be watching the blogs. Um, they have a blog, and they'll be announcing that probably over at the dog park um, over on Facebook as well. So um, if you have heard in the last week, we started over at LearnHotDogs.com a like a point system so when you go over there and you share an article you like an article you um they got all these little things you can do and it earns points and those points add up for rewards automatic rewards that the company provides like coffee at starbucks but it also each week we are taking the highest point earner and they win something like this week, I think it was a dog sled that we had decided. But if you happen to win and you don't need a dog sled, you have your choice of a dog sled, the chip clips, or a book. Now, next week, you will definitely want to hang out some over at LearnHotDogs.com and earn as many points as you can and get um, a case. That's right, not a can or a jug or a tub, but a case of Onion Crunch. So, and then I'll expect you to report back to us and tell us how it is. Um, you have to feed some of the customers, though, so we're hoping you'll do that. Now, let's see. Um, I am hoping to have a, um, a young man on the phone here shortly, and as soon as he comes in, I'm going to bring him in, and we'll, um, we'll get started with him, and that way we'll um, have a head start. Hang on just a second for me. Hot Dogs Save My Life, the book from A to Z. It's everything you wanted to know about hot dog vending and even some stuff you don't. Available at benscarts.com forward slash book. Don't spend $100 when you can get even more for less than 30 bucks. Benscarts.com forward slash the book. Rob, are you with us? Yes, sir. Hey, I have got a um, a wonderful guest on the line, and I wanted to bring him on in. And I've got a whole slew of questions, but if you have any questions or anything, um, feel free to jump right in there. Um, I'm going to bring him on in. This is Noah. Noah, can you hear me? Yes. I'll be dadgum. I feel like I'm talking to a celebrity. Um, I think the only way that I could possibly get on Fox News is I'm going to have to rob a bank and get caught. Um, I I am impressed. Now, tell us, um, Noah, I'm going to tr try to run through a bunch of questions here for you. If any of them you don't want to answer, just say pass. Um, I'll try not to, um, you know, hijack you like I saw that you were at one point on one of the news programs. But how old are you, Noah? I'm 11 years old. 11 years old. And what what makes this neat is I haven't told everybody, but Noah has his own hot dog cart, and Noah operates his own hot dog cart, and you just heard him tell you that he's 11 years old. And tell me this, Noah, what got you thinking about the business? What what sparked that first interest? I was in New York City one day, and 
I was looking at these hot dog stands, and they had a lot of people coming in. I was thinking they they must make a lot of money. So I was probably I was thinking, why don't I do that? I'll tell you what that <laughs> that is so that is so brilliant. Um, how old were you when you when you saw that? No. Ten years old. Ten years old, and and you recognize somebody doing something to make a living, and you said, "Hey, you must have some amazing parents." Um, is your dad an entrepreneur um, as well, or your mom? He, uh, he owns a baked dick plant company, and my mom, uh, she used to own a pizzeria. Oh, so you've got good genes coming from both sides. Um, I love it. Now, how did you get this done? I mean, at 10 years old, and you go, hey, I want to be a hot dog vendor, how do you get that done at 10? Um, I, I like did some chores and, uh, I gave my dad $500 and Christmas of 2010, my dad gave me a hot dog cart. Oh my goodness. So (laughs) that is incredible. So you, now I think I read somewhere, Noah, that you actually paid for half that cart, that your money was half that cart. Yes. That is fantastic. Um, you're inspiring me, and I, I'm just a tad older than you and would love for people to to know more about you. The I really appreciate you coming on the radio, and I'm not done with you. I just wanted to um, thank you for coming on and, and, and sharing with us like this. I know that it's kind of it's got to be a little bit awkward. You're talking to a bunch of adults that are ooh and on on over you, and you're 11 years old. Must must be a uh, must be a mature eleven year old. Um, where are you set up now, Noah? Uh, I when people call me, I usually set up at like a place if it's like a birthday party. But if um if it's somewhere if no one calls me, then I'll just place it right in front of my dad's business. Oh my goodness! And have you gotten it down pat? Like you know how to set it up and cook the hot dogs and get going? Yes. That is so awesome. Um, now, school. I imagine you're in school. How are you able to pull this off? Are you doing it on the weekends or after school? Uh, sometimes I do on the re- weekends. Sometimes you do on the weekends. Well, um, the I, I think that is just neater than heck that you find time to do that and along with your school. And... Um, do you do anything unique from your cart as far as, you know, there's some vendors out there that wear funny hats or a costume or are real, um, have a good people personality, and so they cut up and tease. Do you do anything like that? Um, I have a puppet. Uh, I bring him out. His name is Camel Joe, and I also have a deck of cards, and I do some magic tricks. Oh, my goodness. Do you get tips? Uh, yes. I am impressed. Rob, what do you think of this? I love it, man. I love it. I just, uh, sitting here grinning from ear to ear, uh, listening, uh, it's, it's pretty inspiring. Uh, you know, I hear a lot of people, all oh, the youth of America today is just going nowhere, and then you hear these wonderful stories like this, and it's just, uh, uh, it's like, nah, this is still America, and we're we're still made of winners, and, and obviously Noah's, uh, he, he's going to, He's a winner, and he's going to continue to be a winner in life. 
and I can uh, I commend his parents for uh, bringing up a, a great young man. Yeah, that that is fantastic. Now, uh, what um what are your plans in the future? Um, as far as uh, I don't expect, I'm not going to hold you to anything. And if you're not sure, just tell me. Hey, I'm not sure. Um, you won't offend me. But do you do you plan on branching out or? Do you plan on um, pursuing some type of business ownership in the future? Um, I plan on getting a hot dog truck. Oh, moving on up. Um, You're probably too young to know that song, but that's what just came to my mind when when you said that. And um, I, uh, I, I am just in awe. I've got a permagrin on my face as I talk to you because it's just amazing to talk to someone so young, so mature, and and has has plans and is actually able to follow through. Most most young people um, have an interest, and that interest is um, quickly extinguished by the thought of another interest. And so to see someone that that said, hey, I'm going to do it, and saved money for it. Instead of buying Xboxes and Nintendos and Playstations, you saved your money for a hot dog cart, something that would actually earn you a return on your investment. That That is and we get We get this on a daily basis from adults that won't yeah. follow through with, with, with the dream of, of owning their own business. Uh, and they decide, nah, I believe I'll buy this Harley instead of the hot dog cart or whatever. Yeah. So, it's, again, it's inspiring just for adults to say, hey, an 11-year-old saved money, went in half with his dad, and, and bought a cart and has been in business for a year. That's pretty amazing. You know, his dad didn't give it to him. His dad didn't do anything. He earned it um, and took, you know, what would have been a normal Christmas of gifts of Xboxes and bicycles and whatever and decided, hey, I want a hot dog cart instead. That's pretty amazing, you know. <laughs> I, I'm I'm just in awe, Noah. I, it's incredible that you do it. I I was in my mid twenties before um, I could have said what I wanted or had any plans. I was on to the next thing. As soon you know, the grass was always greener on the other side. Have you heard that saying before? Yes. <laughs> well, that's that's how it was for me. So I, I I can't even relate to being ten and eleven and having that kind of follow through. Um, what's the best thing? or the most amazing thing that you could share with us that you've learned so far in the business? Is there something to do with a certain way you cook or something you've learned about treating customers? I don't want to put you really on the spot, but I just wanted to see if if there was anything that you would say, hey, this made me different, this made my success better, this made me more money, something like that. Um, I like to do everything myself. Uh, sometimes my parents try to help me, but I, I'm like, no, I, I got the orders and stuff, and I, and I realize that I can do it myself. I'm impressed. So you even make the fix their dog however they want it, hand it to them, take the money, that kind of stuff. Because I know when I go to a place, I, I love having my wife or my daughter with me so that I can, so they can take the money. So that I can just constantly fix. That's um that's pretty neat. So, um, what would you tell someone, Noah, that was thinking about maybe somebody your age or even other? We've got adults that listen to this show that haven't started yet. What would you tell any of us 
that was thinking about getting started? Any tip or word of advice or anything about it? Get a job. <laughs> Get a job. Well, you, you can no, kind of... No, can, I, have, I have a question that came in on the chat uh, section real quick. Um, they want to know what brand of hot dog you carry. What brand of, what brand of hot dog do you use on your cart? Sabret. Sabret? Yep. Now, do you use the natural casing Sabret or do you use the skinless? Natural case. Check okay. you out. Check you out, Noah. Now, see, that's kind of a gotcha question because I didn't, I didn't, um, I didn't know if you'd answer that because we've asked some people that have been guests on the show before, and they go, "I'd rather not tell you what kind of hot dog I'm using. <laughs> it's kind of their secret." And so, I'm impressed with you that you're willing to share and that you um, are doing it. Um, I, I just I am blown away. I, I want to thank you for coming on the show and taking your time. I know you've got homework and, and that you would do it this late for us. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. You're well, very welcome. great having you on. Um, is there anything you could use on your cart, like, uh, I don't know, uh, chip clips or uh, dog sled, anything you could use currently? A dog sled? Do you have you do you have a dog sled? Would you do you need one? I need one. All right. Well, how about how about if the show gives you one? We'd like to send Thank you one out free of charge. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, you're you like very that? welcome. Yes. Thank you. Let me give you a little trick with the dog sled I learned. Uh, I don't use the dog sled to make the hot dogs. I use the dog sled to present the hot dogs on the table side of my cart when people order them. Like if, I order, if they order three hot dogs, then I use a dog sled to hold the uh, hot dogs while they're being, uh, while we're finishing up the transaction with money. That's the way I use the dog sled. Some people use them to make the hot dogs. Some people have two of them, one for each. But uh, we're going to send you one out free of charge, and we thank you very much uh, for being on the show. <coughs> thank you so much for the dog sled. You're Absolutely. very welcome. And we'll... Uh, Ben will get your information um, and and get it get it sent out to you. I'll, um, yeah, thank I'll, you. Yeah, you're welcome. Hey Noah, before you go, um, my mom and dad grew up in your neck of the woods, and next time I'm down there visiting, I would love to come eat a hot dog off your cart. Would you be all right with that? Sure. All righty. Well, you have a good evening and do good in school. Um, I'm proud of you. And um, I know your parents must be, and tell them I said thanks for letting you come on with us tonight. Okay. All right. Bye. Ben, you know how to get in, ben, do you know how to get in touch with him for the information to get the card of the uh, uh, sure uh, do. dog slid out to him? Okay. I do. Great. Thanks, Noah. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Yes, sir. That was that was amazing, um, Rob. Uh, I'm impressed. Oh, yeah. Hey Rob, I'm going to jump off here real quick. Can you um, take? Um, I'm gonna take a I know few you've got some, answer, a few got some questions or something. Yeah. Yeah, All I'm right. going to take a few questions that came in uh, through email, and I'll All go right. through a few of those questions while um, you're taking care of the uh, phone call. All right, thank you. Yes, sir. Hey guys, um, want to check in with you. We get emails and smoke signals, Morse code, and all this other stuff for questions that people ask. I'm going to run through a few questions um, that some people ask and kind of knock them out. Um, one person asked, can you install a deep fryer on a carp? Uh, obviously, the answer is yes. However, before you install anything, 
a grill, a smoker, a, a, a deep fryer, any of that type stuff, you need to check with your local health department uh, regulations. My local uh, health department here in North Carolina does not allow deep fryers on a cart. However, I'm sure some of them do. Um, so always check with your local health department just to make sure and explain to them in detail what exactly you're wanting to do with pictures and name brands and models of deep fryers or whatever it is you're adding. Um, so that answers that question. Yes, you can. Uh, it's actually just a simple add-on, or you can buy it and put it on yourself or whatever for most carts or car companies. Uh, again, check with your local health department. The next one, what is the best way to find a commissary? Uh, my answer to that is go knock on doors and talk to people. Um, I know that Ben's discussed it in his videos and, you know, trying to ask. Um, you know, one of the things is to try finding a, um, uh, a way to do some bartering, do some trading. And there's commissaries specifically designed. I know there's some in my area in North Carolina. There's probably, I don't know, at least four of them that lease space, and they're set up ex specifically for the hot dog or mobile food business um, vendors, and they lease you space. Uh, and that can be, you know, 100, I think I've seen 175 to 200, uh, maybe even a little higher. Um, another, you know, the easiest way is hopefully find somebody to do some bartering. Uh, let's say you have um, a bar or a church or uh, a veterans organization, like an AMVET that maybe has a commercial uh, inspected kitchen, and tell them, hey, I'd like to come out once a month and uh, – do a uh, uh, customer appreciation feeding for you guys free of charge if we could switch out doing some let me use the commissary. It's one way to do it. Again, obviously look on Craigslist to see if there's any commissaries listed where you may possibly have to pay rent. Paying the rent is not a bad option, especially if you have a free space that you can set up, like either that be a street corner type location or whatever that you're not paying lease there or space rent there. The, uh, the offset of the non-hassle of dealing with it and just pay the commissary rent and be done with it. Um, is this business real? For real, can I really make money? The answer is yes and yes. Um, I, I get people all the time when I'm out set up. Of course, everybody that knows me knows I'm an actual vendor too. I get people all the time ask, hey, you make pretty good money and all those questions. Uh, the money that, that people talk about making uh, is realistic. Um, I've seen people... You know, some people are satisfied with a couple hundred bucks a day. Some people, you know, they want three or four or five hundred dollars a day. It's all in scale of where you're at location-wise. And, you know, if you're in a little small town, it's a little tougher to make as much as you do in the big cities or vice versa, you know, as far as the type of crowd you want to deal with and so forth. But, yes, the money is real. It's, uh, it's In my opinion, when I looked at this business and I got first got into it, it was one of the most fastest, Return on your money, return on your investment type businesses that uh, was scalable. You could add to it. You could add more carts. You could open up your own commissary to lease space out to other people and all kinds of things. It's just such a great business, and it's fairly it's, – it's work, but it's one of the no-brainers. I mean, I'd say 98% of people in the world will eat a hot dog of some sort. Now, that may be a veggie dog, turkey dog, or some variation of a hot dog, but they will eat a dog. So it's got great appeal – um, uh, you know, it's just great to do it. Uh, where do you buy hot dogs and supplies? That was the last question I was going to go over real quick. Um, the uh, Most people buy from your local wholesalers, uh, clubs like a Sam's, Costco, BJ's, those type things. Um, 
You can also Restaurant Depot, uh, just look in your local area. Some people buy direct from distributors. If you're doing enough volume, something like a Cisco Foods or whatever, then you can check in your local area and see what's available um, as far as, you know, those type of suppliers. And that way it um, – but most people, I would say, the majority of them probably buy from a Sam's or Costco. Um, because they've got the hot dog uh, wrappers and the aluminum foil and the gloves, and pretty much it's a one-stop shop for the most part at your local uh, wholesale clubs like that. So, but that wraps up those questions. I don't know hey, if you're um, yet. You back yet? I'm back yet. Okay. And great. Um, we have got um, we have got a, and I hope I pronounced this right. Is it is it Loeb, Mr. Loeb? Yeah, that's that's correct. That's correct. Hey, not bad for a hillbilly. Um, <laughs> I pulled it off, and <laughs> I should have just went with it, and then I would have even seemed more professional. Um, we have, <laughs> we have, folks, we have um, the Onion Crunch Man, um, Mr. Loeb, on the line with us live, and tell us, tell us what Onion Crunch is. Well, first of all, you just call me Nick. You don't have to call me Mr. Loeb. That's you're like the, you're talking to my father. <laughs> um, I'm like looking around when you say Mr. Loeb and you're confusing me. Anyway, um, well, I, I, I first want to thank you for having me on on the show today. I really appreciate it. You know, we're a, you know we're a small company, we're a startup, and um, just having us here really helps us out. So I, I want to thank you for for including us and, and helping us here. Well, you're, um, you're certainly welcome, but I'm I'm more honored to have you on the show and helping us out. Um, just because there's been a lot of talk about your product through the um, Facebook channels and our blog, and so um, that's why we wanted you on to find out about it. Well, I appreciate that. Well, um, Onion Crunch is um, all natural crispy fried onions. We're the only all natural kosher parf crispy fried onions uh, in the United States. Uh, crispy fried onions uh, historically have been a topping on hot dogs in Scandinavia, most Scandinavian countries, for over 30 years. Uh, you, how we put sauerkraut and relish on our hot dogs here, they put crispy fried onions. And um, we've just never done that here in the U.S. or have had the product. So in April of last year, I started importing the product and developing a brand called Onion Crunch and promoting it around to hot dog vendors across the United States and to retail stores. We launched in New York City to all the separate carts and, and started through mom-and-pop uh, hot dog vendors and shops and reaching out to people across the country and getting them samples. And since our launch in April, we've you know, grown to about being in about 6,000 retail stores nationwide, everywhere from Kmart to some Costco's in certain regions. Um, to a whole litany of, of different retailers, over a thousand restaurants, and hundreds of uh, hot dog vendors across the country, and it's been pretty exciting. I think a lot of people love it, uh, especially the vendors love it, as it cuts down on their cost of fresh onions uh, that they may have to throw out every couple of days. We have a year shelf life, uh, and it's a great substitute for that, and 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 so and it has great texture and flavor, and it has a roasted heavy onion flavor, so the hot dogs that people love. I I love it. Now, one of the questions that when we announced that you'd be on the show, um, one of the questions I received, and I, I don't want to put you on the spot, but um, you have to know, is, you know, you can go into Sam's or Walmart and get those, um, you know, French's onions or um, 
any other, you know, no-name brand as far as like a, you know, a private label brand. What what distinguishes you between your product between those and is there or is there a substantial difference? Well, I appreciate you asking and um and there's a huge difference. So so it's great that you bring this up and it's a question that we're asked all the time. You know, first of all, you know, our product is uh, 100% all natural. Uh, we only have four ingredients. Uh, our first ingredient is onion. Um, our other ingredients are, are salt, uh, oil, and flour. And, and that's it. And, and we're a lot crispier. We're a lot crunchier. We're kosher. We're all natural. We have a heavier roasted taste. There's a lot less flour and a lot less oil in our product. So if you, for example, if you put your these crispy onions from French's in a hamburger, there's so much flour, they tend to get soggy. And because of the oil that we use, our product is a lot crispier. So you can just hear people eating our product from across the table compared to French's, which you, you really don't. Uh, and ours is kind of a heavier roasted, you know, all-natural flavor. And it's healthier. The nutritionals are better on the back if you take a look. Uh, we have less than 1% sodium. Um, we are uh, low in carbs. We're low in cholesterol. We are zero grams of trans fat. Uh, so overall, overall, we're also a healthier product as well. And, and we're in a package where you can see, and there's a difference in the packaging. If you go buy French's, right. theirs comes in a um, container where you cannot see the product. They don't want you to see it because of the grease that's in it. We serve our product in a clear container so you, you can see exactly what you're getting, and we're not as greasy, and we show you that. You don't need a spoon. You can just buy our container, flip up the top, and pour it on. Uh, so it's a lot easier to use container as well. Now, I did some some investigating, and I, I noticed um, you had a on your website at onioncrunch.com. You can go on there, and there's recipes. And I took those recipes or the link to that page, and I posted it on Facebook. And there's a lady going to be trying it. In fact. I know she already did. She was going to try it this weekend. She posted that she was going to try some of those recipes. And I'm looking forward to hearing back from people that use it. Now, I, I do know quite a few that already used the product. Um, there was a gentleman posted in our blog forum that he, I think he said 11, 11 I, I may be incorrect, it may be more than that, but he said 11 cases last year. And wow. so obviously um, it's working for vendors. And I'm going to be trying it. Now, I want to do this real quickly is um, I didn't, because we're such a professional show and we have this huge team that sets all this up for us, um, <laughs> I didn't come up with a way to give it away. Um, but I'd like to give a can away. I have put on the Facebook page that we are going to, that you have generously donated a case to give away for next Tuesday's radio show. Um, that's based, folks, on the um, Learn Hot Dogs website. You'll find more about it this week. But, Rob, do you have any ideas? I've got Rob. Um, Rob is my co-host with me here, and we do the show together each week, and he's um, he's on the line with us too, Nick. And I'll, um, Rob, do you have any suggestions for um, a winner or selecting a winner randomly out of the group of um, people that are on the chat lines, maybe? Not a clue. Not a clue. <laughs> um, I did 
did that on purpose. I knew he was going to sit there and go, well, thanks, Rob. I appreciate all that. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, like, I was already on the spot enough, and now you make me even more on the spot. <laughs> While you're thinking about what? it, uh, Ben, I did want to tell Nick, when I, you know, people kind of know my story and, and so forth, and one of the first interviews I did with the show, uh, people were talking about what you carry on the cart. And one thing that I stress when I'm showing new vendors or talking to new vendors about what to carry on their cart is I try carrying a lot of products that have long shelf life, whether it be like, you know, jalapeno peppers have a long shelf life or pepperoncini peppers. And I researched all these products out, and one of the products, one of the first products that I ordered online that I couldn't get local was your onion crunch. And I thought it was a great, brilliant product that is something that you can offer that has a long shelf life that you can, um, it's easy to transport. There's no prep time. There's no nothing. You just throw it in your totes whatever your condiments are and so forth, and just take it with you, set it out, let people put it on themselves, or you can offer to put it on for them. I thought it was a brilliant product, and I've, I've been on my cart since the day I started. So I just wanted to let you know that, and I think it's uh, it's definitely a, a economical uh, extra that people can add to their cart, but I think it should be on every hot dog cart for that very reason. It's just economical, and it, there's no waste to it. And that's one of the things in food service, when you can cut down on waste, it makes that more profit. Now, so Nick, Nick you, I think it's a great product. You mentioned uh, just a second ago. You started to say something about you have an idea for a, to give away. Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe if you want to, you know, put on the, the, you know, the tenth person who posts a comment on Facebook or on your, on the blog or, um, you know, maybe along those lines gets a free bottle or the twentieth person gets a case or, or however. Maybe that's a that's a way to. Um, to give away well, I tell you what. Let's let's do sure. this. Let's do this, and this won't take long. Well, let's do the third person to call in, and all I'm going to do is pick up and hang up on you if you're the first two, um, and then and then I'll take the third one um, instead of chit chatting like we did before, Rob. <laughs> I learned my lesson. And, yeah, you learned your lesson on that, didn't you? <laughs> I did. Um, Hello. And, Hello. Hello. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This band. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's do that starting now. Third caller in, um, and we have um, one caller already. You do have to make the selection to um, talk to a host, but all I'm going to do is pick up your call and hang up. And Nick, continuing on, what is somebody's asked on the chat room where to get them? Where where can you find these? I know you said six thousand places, but is there an online source, or is this through one of the food sure, I mean, services? If you go, if you go to our website um, and you go to our store locator, uh, you can click on it, put your address, find uh, the closest store to you. Um, some there may not be in your area because we're you know we're still a new company, uh, but but I mean there's you know all over the country there's certain areas everywhere from Shoprite in the Northeast. Uh, to King Colin out in Long Island, to Big Y in Massachusetts, um, to Costco in the Los Angeles area, Whole Foods in the Mid Atlantic area. Uh, we're going into Bilo. We're going to be in Kmart nationally soon. Um, we're going to be in Whole Foods. Uh, sorry, um, Cost Plus World Market. Uh, yep. We're in there now. You can go get us, which I think there's a lot of those across the country. So they're, they're super value, some of the super value locations, uh, they should have them as well. Uh, Albertsons out in uh, California, Giant uh, as well, uh, Giant Carlisle, Jolly Eagle. Uh, so there's different, but you can go to our website, really, I think the easiest thing is. Nick, I have I a know question. Sure, shoot. And this one's from me. 
Um, have y'all looked at doing any variations of onion crunch, like say a spicy version or something a garlic roasted onion crunch, or have y'all looked at doing any flavors? So I'm actually, you know, I'm I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, we are launching a flavor line. I have actually have four new flavors sitting right in front of me uh, that we are actually going to go to market with in you know, this spring. We have a oh, lot of cat out of the bag, so you didn't have to tell me that. I was just no, I, I, I want I want I wanted to, but I totally forgot. So I'm glad you brought that up and reminded me. We're we're going to be doing a, a barbecue. We have a barbecue flavored onion crunch. Um, oh, we my have gosh. A, a Chipotle flavored, which is a nice spice to it. Oh, it's really spicy where people can't eat it, but, you, you know, people who like spicy can add it. We've got a bacon flavor, which is delicious. And funnily, the bacon flavor really tastes like bacon, but it is uh, it is kosher. We, we The seasoning is not with real bacon. It's with vegetable seasoning, but it's got a great bacon flavor. And we also have a Parmesan flavor um, as wow. well. So it's got a great cheesy cheesy flavor to it as well. Uh, and these flavors are delicious. You can still taste the onion, uh, but the, the the flavor profile is, is very very good. And we're excited. Wow. We're going to be liking those. Um, we've been, you know we were spent about four months, four or five months uh, going through tasting process and testing, and uh, we'll be launching those coming up here in the spring. So we're excited. Yeah, that's Hello? great because uh, I. Uh, uh, I just thought, hey, something like that would be good flavored, you know, like a barbecue or whatever. So uh, that's uh, that that'll be great. I'll, I'll be sure to have all flavors on my cart. <laughs> that, that's great. So, well, you know, other you know, as I was going back to, you know, a lot of the locations, some people have, um, some you know, the, we've had some issues where they've gone to the store and they've run out. But at the end of the day, everybody can buy, you know, buy online. If you go to our website, uh, go to Buy Now. Uh, you can go buy online if you go buy it. Buy fifty dollars worth, you get free delivery. Um, or actually, with a purchase of forty dollars or more, you today you get free delivery, free shipping. Uh, you can also get a free shirt or hat uh, and a sign if you, if, you get, if someone buys um, buys a case of onion crunch. From our hey, website. let me let me do this so we don't have all these. We got a ton of people, like thirty five people holding on the lines. I went through the first two while you were um, explaining that, and we have a winner. Um, Caller, will you please give us your first name? Hello, is this Mark? Yes, it is. All right, Mark. Um, thanks for calling in. You are the winner. Like I said, if you'll just call, I mean, email me, ben at benscarts.com, and um, include your name, address. We will get it out to you. I think all the other callers will still be doing some other stuff, so stay tuned. And um, thanks a bunch again, Mark, for calling in. All right, thank you. And Nick, we're still live, and um, I'm sorry that I interrupted y'all there, but no, no, that's that's great. That's great. You, you you guys have some more questions for me. I'm happy to tell you anything else. Well, I'm I'm tickle pink that Rob asked you that. I never considered flavors, and um, you know, I always think of stuff like five years after somebody comes out with it, and I tell my <laughs> wife, "Hey, listen to this idea," and she goes, "Yeah, that's I've been on Google and Pinterest for." Decades. <laughs> so, what else? Um, what else? Is there anything you would like to share with us? That any personal experiences you've had with vendors? Some anything like that before you leave? 
You know, nothing in particular. I mean, I, I have to be honest. You know, my my favorite thing in the world to do is is to deal with vendors. I, I uh, or just even small mom and pop hot dog shops. I mean, I I actually have um, the the word hot dog in my Google alerts. So every time there's a news story on a new hot dog restaurant around the country or a new hot dog vendor, I'll look them up. I'll email them. Uh, I'll try to send them a, a free sample of Onion Crunch. You know, because to me, um, onion crunch is synonymous with hot dogs. And in America, we haven't gotten used to that yet, but it's something that I'm, I'm trying to do. Most people think, when they think of uh, crispy fried onions, they think of green bean casserole, and they think of French's. And I'm trying to trying to steer the, the American people away from that, and I, I think there's no better uh, person to do it with than the, than the, the local street hot dog vendor. Um, and I grew up loving hot dogs. It was my favorite thing in the world when I was a young kid in New York City, to go to the corner. And back then, it was 50 cents. I could go buy a hot dog. <clears throat> Times have changed, but um, I, I still have my love of hot dogs. And and, um, and I think Onion Brunch is a, is a wonderful comment, and I'm very excited. Again, thank you for having us on, our show, on, the, on your show today. Well, I thank you very much for coming. And I will be in touch with you so that I can um, get some stuff out to people. And I thank you for the donations and we will um, we will spread the word far and wide with the vendor community. Wonderful. Well, thanks so much. And if anybody has any questions, they can email me through my website, onioncrunch.com. Uh, I respond to everybody who, who emails in. So. Well, thank you very much again for coming on, Nick. Well, thank you for having me. Take care. Nick, yes, thank sir. you very much for your time, sir. My pleasure, gentlemen. You all take care. Have a great rest of your week. Thanks. Bye-bye. Sure, Bye-bye. All right, um, we've got to take a short break, and um, I'm going to drink a little bit of coffee. Have you seen it? LearnHotDogs.com has one-on-one training. You can pick a vendor nearest you and get help and even get hands-on experience on a real card. Simply click on the link, one-on-one training, at the top of the blog. Well, Rob, that was fantastic that we could have um, Nick on the show and Noah, Nick and Noah, and and be able to um, to get some deals on. I know that there's some deals working with the Mobile Food Vendor Association with Onion Crunch to get some special deals for vend- the vendor community. So um, I would encourage everybody to go out and, and buy a can at least. And and remember, if you um, want to win a case, LearnHotDogs.com, the blog over there, um, you can earn points and get a case announced next week. Now, before I move on, there was something that I, that caught my eye. Um, well, two things. We need to have a winner, um, and I didn't announce the winner. I forgot, and I went past it while I was explaining how we get winners. But the winner for this past seven days... For most points over at LearnHotDogs.com. Now, the points will still show accumulating. So even though you have a points winner as far as past the first week, doesn't mean it's the same as the person that got the most points that week. So you can have somebody on the leaderboard, which you can see the leaderboard and see their points, but you can't. Um, that leader may not get any points one week, and you may get 1,200, and you win. But the winner this week who did an outstanding job 
is Darren Culbertson. I don't know if he is with us tonight, but Darren Culbertson, he gets his choice. He of is a, actually with us tonight. I see him on the blog. Wonderful. He gets yeah, his choice of a hot dog sled, stainless steel. Um, we um, No taxes, no nothing, no shipping. We'll get it to him. And the or he can get the book um, or chip clips, whichever a set of chip clips. And we don't do those little shorty, shorty chip clips. These are those um, 12 on each side, 24 clips per um, string, and you get two strings, so it holds a total of 48 clips. I bought some from you. They're great. Well, wonderful. I'm glad. And I want to um, talk, answer a question real quick that we got over on the – um, chat line, Rob. Hinged lids, and I get this a lot. Um, hinged lids, everybody sees them, they're sexy, and you go, oh man, I, I'd like hinged lids. Let me go ahead and um, answer this quickly. There is no such thing as an approved hinged lid. By When a manufacturer takes that lid and he solders or welds or um, there, there are several techniques we can use, even a stamp to stamp that steel and join the lid to the pan, you have just voided that pan's certification. And it's... Folks, um, you're talking about the NSF certification. Right. Uh, you didn't mention the NSF part, so that some people may not understand what you're talking about. Right. Not in the notes. Well, so we get NSF certification, which most of your health departments are going to require. Even ANSI. So it's an ANSI standard, so that would cover UL right. food carts or NSF food carts. If you use those lids, they're, if you have a health inspector who's anal retentive, they they could say something. Like they'll add right. these knobs to the top of them and stuff. That The only place I know to get them is a there's a manufacturer that sells them, um, and you'd have to contact him. Um, but he, as far as he's a cart manufacturer, but they're not a approved um, in any state um, to be used, but just be careful with those. Now, the other thing is we have Mr. Jason Brown on the phone with us. Um, Rob, did you have anything to say before I, 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 I keep running running off with things here? Do you have anything or comment, or did you hear any questions over there on the, um, on the um, chat line before I bring Jason in? Uh, a guy earlier, I uh, can't find his name now, but asked about setting up at a location, um, spring break type question. Um, it's kind of lengthy and uh, it would need a little thought and a little more questions I would have, we would need to ask him as far as, you know, how many people are they predicting and stuff. I, I didn't want him to think we ignored him in that question, but I would like to maybe either me or you talk to him a little more at length, uh, I don't want to say in private, but just because there's more questions that need to be answered as far as, because it was pretty high cost to setting up at this location, but I think it's worth at least him uh, researching a little further because it has pretty good potential, it sounds like. Right. But I don't want to think we were ignoring his question, but we were we saw it and we're going to try helping him any way we can with it. Yeah, we'll try to get to it tonight, and, and maybe even Jason um, will have some suggestions for that, and we'll try to get to sure. that. Um, the Somebody has asked on the chat line about the manufacturer. I hate giving that out, um, but um, I can give you a hint. Um, it's an all-American company, and it's down in the Florida region. And so that's that's all I'll say. And uh, you should be able to find that um, from there. Now let's um, let's bring on Mr. Jason. Um, Jason, are you there? Yes, sir. All righty. I am so glad you called in. Um, did you get tired of waiting on us? 
Nah, nah. I uh, switched phones. I thought uh, I better call for my cell phone. I don't know if I recognize a home number. Oh, I would have. Um, I would have tracked you down. I would have texted your. You know, sent some big tough guys over to your house or something. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, tell us. Tell us a little of your history, Jason. Whatever you're comfortable with sharing, so that people kind of get a feel for where you're coming from. Well, let's see. Uh, Grew up in the pizza industry with the uncles, and uh, probably the only uh, Irish family making pizza, which is kind of strange in itself. <laughs> and uh, as I grew up, you know, working summers, the shops down at the shore, that kind of thing. Uh, eventually, got my own shops, and finally just got tired of it. Uh, once the kids came along, just too much time, and uh, you know, between people killing you either with product, being using too much, or just stealing money out of your pocket out of the register or giving food away. I just got tired of it and sold. And uh, I guess it was two and a half, almost three years ago, we started to take that concept mobile. You know, my favorite shop was always the one that had the wood-fired oven in it. And uh, we wound up taking it mobile. And it took off like a bat out of hell. And uh, right once things really started moving, I still had a repossession company. And I was out working one night, and... uh, 16-year-old kid that was high on crystal came up the street and clobbered me standing behind my truck door and uh, long story short about 10 surgeries and 11 months later uh, you know here I am and we didn't really run anything last year for the pizza business kind of had to put that on hold and uh, we're gearing up to get moving this year and then we're also looking at adding on an exotic dog cart to no, our uh, wine locations I want people to understand just, you know, they hear pizza oven or pizza-fired, you know, or whatever, wood-fired pizza and that kind of stuff. And to me, had I not met you and and got and seen the pictures and stuff, I wouldn't have known. Can you give us a little bit of detail about just how cool of a dang cart that is and that it's a little more than setting up on the side of the street hawking pizza? Oh, yeah. Um, well, what we did, we took uh, basically a 40-inch uh, Italian oven, had it mounted on a trailer, and uh, then up front there's a cargo area that holds our 60-inch pizza prep table. And what we would do is uh, originally we started out with some farmer's markets and that kind of thing and some private parties. And uh, with a change in the health laws up here, we could no longer do our farmer's markets, so we wound up going to the wineries. Uh, but the trailer is... I mean, it's amazing because we're burning wood, so it's a natural resource, so uh, that was one of our things that we promoted. But uh, it always just draws people. Uh, I guess it's just the fire. They love to watch the fire to the point that at events I stopped. I used to put my fire right in the opening of the oven to the left. I then moved it straight to the back, so as people walked by, they saw it, and it was just amazing to watch them stop in their tracks and uh, start a conversation or buy something. But we do traditional Napolitan pizza. Uh, with caputo flour and San Marzano tomatoes and things. And, uh, you know, something else we do is breakfast pizza at the at the markets and things, or egg sandwiches. And then uh, I'm also known for my dessert pizzas. I, I, share a little bit about the dessert pizzas, and while you're doing that, I'm going to take a call. And, um, but tell them, tell them what that did for your business. And, um, and then if I, I'm not back by then, um, jump on into something else. Okay, no problem. Um, when we went to the wineries, uh, what brought that about was our 
health department up here kind of changed a lot of the rules midstream and the grandfathering clause that they had before, like the Guardian business, letting you continue, even though this new law changed, they stopped that, so there was no grandfathering. And uh, kind of in a panic, I started searching for some other outlets and uh, happened to come across the wineries. And it was actually a godsend for us because rather than selling that same pizza for 6 or $8 for that 10-inch margarita pizza, we were selling it for 12 at the wineries. And uh, it took off. We started doing a lot of wineries and, uh, you know, had great reaction. We started getting a lot of corporate jobs and private jobs. And people started asking for dessert. So it was just more or less kind of a, you know, just told them, sure, I'll have something next week for you. And then we started doing tarts and uh, we do a s'mores pizza with banana and Heath Bar chips on it. We do one with peanut butter and banana called the Elvis. Uh, we do one for Alex's Lemonade, which is a uh, lemon custard. And then we put little dabs of fresh raspberry through there and some Demerara sugar, fire that off in the oven, and, you know, it went over pretty well. And uh, I guess that's one of the things we're known for, good dessert stuff. So. I guess he's not back yet. I'm back. Oh, there he is. <laughs> Um, so tell us, um, I, I gave everybody, encouraged everybody to come to the show, you know, because I, I wanted them to understand your abilities at marketing, what you've learned and some of the unique techniques you have come up with for creating a market for your business that didn't exist prior. Well, um, one of the things with the trailer was it was kind of a bet that we couldn't take it mobile between myself and a partner. And uh, the other part of the bet was I had to promote it for the year without any uh, money, like I couldn't put any money into advertising. So uh, I had to really think outside of the box. And basically with some of the stuff I was doing, by a month before our cart was finished, we were booked from basically that June to October. And we basically work a one Wednesday to Sunday and I think we missed one Sunday and a Thursday in there. But uh, I started doing all the things I could to promote it. I mean, basically, I became a promotion whore. Um, I'm the guy going down the street. If somebody looks at the cart, had a traffic light, I get out and hand your business card. And I didn't just do small business cards. I did a postcard. And there was a color picture on the front with a pizza kind of coming out of the oven, almost finished. And on the back, I had a picture of the cart and all that kind of stuff. So I just did anything and everything I could do to promote. I uh, became friendly with our radio show in Philly, the Morning Drive show. And it's kind of along that stern line, but it's not syndicated, but it, they just have a huge following. And we wound up getting on that show. And then they asked us to come down and make food at their blood drive that they do every year. So we did that. That got us in the studio. Um, got me from the studio onto their website. They started talking about us, doing private parties for those guys at home. And then we started getting calls from their clientele. You know, they're, they're following. And that took off. Um, the other thing we did to promote, um, I don't know if you guys have heard of it, across the country, Alex's Lemonade. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, set up, we set up with them to do, I called them, I said, listen, I want to do an Alex's Lemonade every event we do, both private and public. And, uh, you know, they, they had a meeting, talked about it, and they said we could do it, and we went ahead and did it. And... Uh, what it was, we put out a Gatorade cooler of uh, lemonade, 
in cups, and people would take a glass of that and donate what they could, and then we'd donate it in the name of the event or the winery, or if it was Ben's birthday, we'd donate it in Ben's in your party's name, and then you know send you a link to where we donated on the site so you could see it and everything, and um, that wound up working out so well that they put us out to 450,000 people on their social networking site up here. And that's that, that's from 450,000. Yeah, I mean, the phone, it was nonstop uh, once they did that for us. And, you know, then they invite you to the lemonade ball and different things like that. And we even had people call us and say the reason we called to book the party with you is because we heard what you do with Alex's lemonade. And then what started happening is more with the adults and the kids, um, they would say, hey, rather than bringing Ben a present, just bring a donation for Alex's lemonade stamp. So people would, our donations at parties went from, you know, say 25 bucks up into the 400 $500 range. So then we turn around and, you know, basically that, that money's going right to Alex's lemonade stand. You know, we just donated the next business day, and then we'd send an email back to you showing you the donation on their site, and they usually send a thank you, and it, it worked out really well. I mean, the one thing I can tell people is don't be afraid to get involved with some of these charity events. I've done my best promotion out of doing these charity events. I and, mean, you know, you're doing a good thing, but you're also promoting your business. I mean, we made pizza for the wounded troops down at Walter Reed. And uh, I counted on my vendors, and they all stepped up. Oil and Soda and all those guys, they all stepped up and donated product. And, uh, you know, we went down on Saturday and made pizza for the guys that were basically coming back from overseas, and they're kind of just about ready to get released, so, like their family was there. And, uh, you know, we went down and made pizza all day, you know, and uh, great experience. Wonderful thing we did, but, you know, let's be serious. That is business. Well, see, that that is the best kind. And a lot of people go, well, you're capitalizing off of them. No, you're doing what they want. You're helping grow the the cause and grow the numbers of people that support it. You're helping to raise funds. And there are side benefits to that. One is people go, this guy or this company has a heart, and they're willing to give up some profits to help us. And so I think it's a win-win all the way around. If you ever have the opportunity to use a charity, especially something local, you really can make a difference. And it can actually be the difference between you making it in your town and you having to move around a lot. Um, and, and I love that. Now, I know we have a lot to cover, but I wanted to bring up Boylan's Soda and tell us why something like that, or Stewart's or any of those, are um, something we should consider as vendors. Well, I mean, I'm sure everybody's run into trying to buy from, like, Coke or Pepsi, and obviously we know their wholesale pricing. We can do better at the grocery store, Walmart, things like that, especially when we have sales. Um, I kind of look at it as old time or nostalgia. And with the pizza, the soda, the fire, you know, we tried to basically sell an experience. We weren't just selling pizza, we were selling experience. Whether it's the nostalgia from, you know, somebody over their trip over to Europe or somebody remembering a hot dog stand where they got a root beer or an orange soda in Jersey. So I just basically got fed up with Coke and Pepsi. And uh found Boylan's, and they, they just treated us great. They'll bend over backwards for you as far as swag. They'll send you all kinds of stuff. Their salespeople are great. It's a great product. And, uh, you know, I, I believe in 
you know, supporting local, and they're pretty local to me, the river, the river in New Jersey, and they're nationwide now. But I just, uh, I like the fact it was kind of playing off the nostalgia and selling a whole experience and, and a brand. You know, it wasn't just our pizza. It was the way we were dressed, the way you were greeted, the product we made, the photo we gave you. You know, it, it all goes to brand. You know, a lot of people get confused and think that their brand is just that hot dog or that type of cheese on the pizza or that soda or this cart manufacturer. It's all those things. Right. Everything from your cart to your dog to your soda to the shirt you wear or the sweatshirt you wear, you know, all that's your brand. And uh, I just found dealing with these guys to be great. Coke doesn't care about me as a small vendor. No, now, exactly right. They, they, whether I buy my, you know, X amount of cases a week to them is nothing. They don't care. Right. Uh, but now, Boylan's, you know, they Boylan, were great because I was only, I was only with them for probably two, three months when I hit them up for uh, product to go to Walter Reed, and they just said, "Go to your distributor. I'll call them now. Pick up whatever you need." Wasn't even didn't can wasn't. You spell that company name even, for me. It's it's Boy Land, like boy, and then land. Bottling.com. Yep. I got you. I was going to put that on the uh, chat room for people. Excellent. I'm glad you did. Um, and now, uh, go, ahead. Oh, go ahead and finish the, the about Walter Reed. They let you go pick it up with a distributor? Yeah, they, they, without any question asked, they just said, head to your distributor because I bought through a local distributor here and I got good pricing. I didn't pay retail for it. And, uh, you know, they hooked me up with everything I needed. They gave me these large, um, what I'll call like barrel coolers to take with us and fill with ice and product. Right. Gave us stickers for kids and all that. I mean, it, you know, didn't didn't tell me, oh well, Ben, I gotta call and talk to my boss. It was just when he needed, go pick it up. I love it. Now you had you had mentioned to me that how you because you've been a vendor, you see everything um, and how it relates or think you think about everything as how it would relate to pizza or hot dogs and you you brought up chicken sandwich bread. Tell me uh, a little about that. <laughs> um, I mean I look at everything as, you know, like you said, how would it relate? How can I bring that into pizza or for you guys, how can I bring that into hot dogs? Um, whether it's the uniform somebody's wearing, if I like that shirt or or food products or marketing ideas and you know one of the things we did was, uh, I forget which show it was, they were they were at a food stand and this lady talked about a spread. She just puts on grilled chicken breast. And I, she said it and I just thought to myself, you know, wow, that would be great on a pizza. So we made a white-based pizza, you know, no red sauce. And uh, I made her recipe, which basically it was uh, mango, avocado, uh, lime juice from half a lime, a little bit of sea salt and a little bit of cilantro all, all mashed up. And, uh, you know, I made it first for my wife because that's right up her alley and put it on chicken. She absolutely loved it. So then what we did, we turned it into a pizza. What about and chicken it, dogs? Yeah, well, that's what I was going to bring up to you, chicken dogs. <laughs> and uh, I just look at everything and think, like, how would this be on here? Whether it's a hot dog or whether it's pizza or whatever it is you're selling, um, I'm always looking at everything. And look at how I could use it, modify it, um, just you know, always thinking outside of the box. Don't don't uh, get you know caught up in too much of the small stuff. You know, look leads, at the big picture. That leads us perfect into um, bacon jam. 
Um, bacon, for some odd reason, is is like the latest thing in the world. Now, I've always loved it, but apparently the marketers have figured out that we all love it. And I, somebody posted on Facebook today, Baconase, which is a mayonnaise-flavored bacon, and that it's delicious on hamburgers and hot dogs. And um, somebody told me they put it on hot dogs. Um, I, I haven't tried it yet. I've never even seen the stuff, but I'm definitely going to try it. But tell us about bacon jam. Well, bacon jam something that uh, I'm not even sure where it came from. I think it actually came from one of the guys that I trained to make wood-fired pizza. And uh, he knew, you know, breakfast at our house when we have friends over. And, you know, it's kind of like breakfast meat palooza, and mainly bacon's a star. And uh, <laughs> probably four or five different kinds of bacon. And, you know, I asked my wife one time about having her cholesterol checked after a weekend camping with the men cooking. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, Bacon jam is basically a pound and a half of bacon, and you just kind of cross-cut it so it's pieces of, say, an inch. Um, you can pop that into a frying pan, and then in the frying pan I'll add uh, one to two medium yellow onions. I just dice them up, kind of small. Uh, I do three cloves of garlic, half a cup of cider vinegar, a uh, quarter cup of maple syrup, half a cup, now this is optional, Jack Daniels, no, that's um, not all. option here. <laughs> uh, three quarter cups or three quarter cup of black coffee, and some guys like a quarter cup of brown sugar. I opt out of the brown sugar because it ruins the jack flavor. Um, but basically, we bring that all up to a boil on the on the frying pan there, and uh, then we bracket it down to a simmer for about four hours, three to four hours, until it thickens up. And once it thickens up and cools a little bit, we pop it in the food processor and pulse it you know, four or five times like we don't want to paste but um little you know some smaller pieces kind of like bacon bits you get you know in the supermarket or something and uh i tried it and people just went nuts for it so it got to be that they bugged for it so much they wanted us to bottle it and sell it and we wouldn't do it you want it you got to come here ben you got to meet me i'll be at this winery i'll be at this location come here and you can get your fix and we started doing, you know, secret menu items with it off of Facebook and things and doing things to get the people that wanted it to come to us. And now, hold on, hold on. Well. Before before you run off, you just kind of slid something in that I hadn't heard before. <laughs> What's the secret secret menu on Facebook? Um, well, it was one of our, you know, I guess you call it kind of guerrilla marketing, um, I guess two years ago, uh, trying to drive people to locations, we just batting back and forth, we need something. Like, how am I going to get Ben to come to this location? And uh, what we started doing is I had one of my buddies come, and when there was a bunch of people there, he came up and asked this really silly question. Um, it was close to Christmas, and, you know, he asked for the pizza man, and I turned around, and he said, you know, I heard you're going to shoot your eye out with that thing. And that's from that Christmas movie that I can't stand that my wife loves. And we watch it for 24 hours straight around that time of year. And uh, I handed him a slip of paper. I said, here's a secret menu. Well, people at the counter, they all want to be involved. They don't like feeling left out. Well, what's that? Well, that's our secret menu. Well, can we see it? No, you got to like us on Facebook. So you have to like us on Facebook and watch each week for some type of crazy thing. Ask the pizza man or the hot dog man 
whatever you posted on there, you know. Is Ben wearing his, you know, his leopard boxer shorts or something like that? And then when they ask you that, you present them with the secret menu or you let them order the secret item or they get, you know, onion crunch on their on their dog. And it just took off. People love being included in something. They do not like being left out. So secret menu on Facebook and Twitter is a great marketing tool. I, I mean, love it. I love it, it. it worked out really, really well. And, you know, you can have it for just your Facebook friends. People have to know you. And when other people are there at your dog stand, and, you know, I make sure I made a big deal out of it. You know, when Ben asked me that silly question, I made sure I let everybody know I was being on that secret menu. I didn't just quietly walk over and slip Ben the paper or walk over and give him <laughs> that secret item. I made sure I made a show of it. And then people, well, what's that? What do you mean, secret menu? Where's that? How come I can't see it? Well, you can, but you have to like us on Facebook. And you have to watch for the, you know, the question or the contest. Uh, you know, uh, anything we do on Facebook, we just try and drive people in. you got to give them a reason, you know. And you got to respond back to them. That's the other thing a lot of businesses don't do. They don't respond back. You know, they yeah. don't thank them. They don't answer questions. And, uh, you know, those couple things... The secret menu is something that, you know, food trucks have caught on to big time. And if you're not using it, you should be. I um, I just posted up on Facebook, forward slash Ben's Carts, your recipe. Um, I, uh, okay. I hope you don't mind. <laughs> no, no, no. Anybody um, can have it. You know, the one thing I've always said, like when I go out and teach a wood-fired cooking class, um, the way I look at it, they're not my recipes. It's the one I'm using. I'll give it to anybody. The only thing I ask in return is, you know, hey, Ben, if you figure out a better way to make bacon jam or, you know, something like that, shoot it back to me. Tell me, hey, try this. Do that. And uh, that's all I ask in return for any recipes I give out. But I give out, you know, any recipe I have, you know, I have no problems with that at all. Uh, I'm, I haven't made it yet, but I'm going to. Um, the fact that it has bacon in it is is you know just a just just a push I needed. Um, <laughs> I am not a um um you know a try it new stuff kind of guy and I definitely wouldn't have ever thought about mayonnaise. Um you know I put mayonnaise on stuff but I'm always very light with it. Um so I just think that's it's just it sounds delicious. I can't wait to try it. We'll see how it is. You have to let me know what you think of that. I mean, I, uh, <coughs> excuse me, I was shocked how it took off. Um, I mean, just people I never would have thought loved it. And uh, we went as far as to offer it at some of our events on Crestini. Right. An appetizer, and the men just went nuts for it. Put it on pizza, we put it on salad. You know, we use it in the house on eggs, burgers. <laughs> so, yeah, let me know. I'd love to hear what you guys think of that. There's some people on. Uh, I know somebody on the chat said he wants to come up and try it once you get back up and running. Um, sure. If if y'all missed it, he was in a a very bad accident and um, ten sur ten surgeries, correct? Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, and um, I'm impressed that you have the will to go back out and work. Um, I, you had mentioned thinking outside the box, and and when we, you and I spoke on the phone recently. Um, you mentioned somebody approaching you about um, 
a booze inspired pizza? Oh, uh, okay. Um, yeah, we had a Raider. I was at one of the wineries one day, and uh, you know, a Raider for one of the in Pennsylvania. I mean, I know a lot of states don't have this. We have liquor stores. You can buy your beer and soda at one place at a distributor, but you have to get liquor at what they call a state store. And they have their own magazine. It's you know, pretty thick piece. It's not a flimsy little paper. It's a nice glossy magazine. And uh, apparently this guy writes for them also. He's a wine writer. He was there talking to us and did an article on us a couple weeks before. He came over, and me being the promotion whore that I am, he (laughs) asked about, uh, you know, could you make booze-inspired pizzas? And at first I'm kind of like, you know, I don't have any booze with me, but i bring some next week for you. And he goes, no, no, I need some, you know, ideas and pizzas named or, like, you know, modeled after drinks, liquor. So he explained a little more. Now, I've never made a liquor-inspired pizza before in my life, but, again, being the promotion whore, sure, I can do that. (laughs) He walked away, said, Wayne, can you have something? Can you have something for me next weekend? Sure, I can do that. Well, I, you know, I walked away and I walked everybody up and put my head down. I'm like, oh, man, how am I going to (laughs) do? But, uh, you know, we figured it out. We basically... uh, I think I sent you pictures of that article, but we did a Bahama Mama dinner pizza, yep. Bahama Mama dessert pizza. I did a Bloody Mary pizza. Um, I think there was two more. I can't think of it off my head. But uh, they loved it. He came out the next weekend. I made the pizzas for him and a couple of his friends, and they loved it. And uh, the article came out probably eight months later. It got moved back for some reason. And uh, the only thing is in the... In the pictures, those aren't my pizzas. Those were made in a photo studio in New York, but it's my recipes. And uh, one day the phone started ringing off the hook all of a sudden, and after about the third or fourth call, I said, you know, why are you calling? You know, how would you find me if you don't want me asking? I have the article, and I said, you know, what article? And that's when I found out it came out, so I had to run down to the liquor store and get it myself. They didn't even call and tell me it was out. Uh, that is just awesome. Um, I, I know that... We still have a, uh, quite a bit of time, but I want to make sure we get to some questions and stuff. But can you run through, um, like, your – you had mentioned creating your own events, like a food cart rodeo, and I had never heard that sure. before. Tell me tell me a little more about that. Well, I basically uh, – I don't know about how everybody else feels, but I don't feel I should have to pay crazy money to be at a, an event and then also give them a percentage of my profit. Um, that really burned me. So uh, I kind of boycotted those events, and uh, again, being a promotion whore, said, screw it, I'm going to start my own events. So what I started doing is our our thing was natural ingredients, source locally when we can. You know, with the pizza, we use local farmers for vegetables and fruit and things when they're in season. So uh, I started approaching some of our local farmers to do the the CSA, the Community Sport of Agriculture, and... uh, talked to the wineries that I dealt with and talked to the cheese guy and a couple other people and we basically put on our own events and what we did was so that we weren't selling to the public because of that change in health laws here we made it a private event and it was sold by ticket only and we had two scenes and to keep the kids busy we had moon bounces and the moon bounce also doubles as a movie theater on the back so you can throw a projection screen up against it and we went through and used you know, the farmers, fruit and vegetables, the local farm that does meat, we use their meat. We had pizza, we had desserts, chocolates and things, and we had wine. 
and the kids played. We had a little s'more pit set up for them and let them watch movies and play and playing the moon bounce, and uh, it worked out really well. Everybody made money, and we didn't have to pay anybody. I didn't have somebody reaching into my pocket. I didn't pay a lot of money, like when you go to some of these events, and you pay and pay and pay, and then if it rains, they say, hey, Ben, thanks for the donation. See you next year, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, but the last and only big event we did, I was supposed to be in the main area. I got put out by cattle feed. And all I heard for three days was, oh, man, I wish we knew you were here. Oh, my goodness. You know, don't hear that kind of stuff so long, you know? So that's, uh, that's what brought up the events. But, I mean, make your own events. The food car rodeo is something you could do in your own town. And what I'd suggest is, me personally, I would uh, get the permits and I'd basically start the circus. And, yeah, the first year, the first time's going to be a little rough here around us we can do it four times a year so by the second or third time your permits will be a breeze and the other thing is you know i apply for the beer permit that way i'm selling the beer then i approach the vendors that i want to deal with the trucks that i know are clean and the chefs are doing a good job and i invite them down and charge them a nominal fee to come in just to help with you know paperwork nothing like what these other you know promoters are charging you know charge them 100 bucks 150 bucks and uh, you can do that four times a year. So we bring them in. We've got a huge township park. Uh, everybody comes in. You promote it. After a while, people get to know about it on a regular basis. The town loves it because it brings people in. And, you know, the food carts, pretty soon you're going to have a line wanting to know, hey, Ben, you know, when can I get in? Well, you you had mentioned, too, um, to me about doing going to local TV shows and and I mentioned that to the the folks over at um, Mobile Food Vendors Association, and that we are going to try to create something around this. And tell me what you think of this. And at the same time, I'm letting the cat out of the bag um, with with your idea. But this came from you. Is you had mentioned going to TV stations and saying, or sending them an email or something, and go, hey, I'm going to be here, um, you know, and kind of self promoting so they come do a story on you. And you had done this before and got played, you know, like eight times in a day. Um, And that has a lot of impact when somebody sees, oh, my gosh, there's a hot dog vendor over there. Well, I never drive down that street. I'm going to go over there next Saturday and we're going to get us a hot dog. And, well, with... With Mobile Food Vendor Association, if 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 this works out, you, the members will be able to go in and plug in their information, a little detail about them, where they set up and stuff, and it will generate a letter from Mobile Food Vendor Association directly to the TV station that they provide us with. So instead awesome. of them looking like they're begging for attention, it would be Mobile Food Vendor Station saying, hey, we've got a member that is now set up in your town. We didn't know if you were aware. Um, you may want to um, go by and do a story. They have a neat product and pro- provide these little catchphrases that get their attention and may get them some publicity. Oh, yeah. No, that, that sounds like an awesome idea. I mean, if you need any help with that, I'd be more than happy to help with that. Um, well, I, I, mean, I, I thank did you for the I idea. I did it the hard way. <laughs> you know, I started uh, shooting out emails to everybody, and uh, our local NBC affiliate here does a show on, I think it's Tuesdays, called Let's Do Lunch. And I have friends in the restaurant business who've tried to get on this woman's show for 15 years, 10 years. 
and they, or they've been in the business that long, they can't get on our show. And uh, I got us on there in a week because I guess just because we were so different. And, uh, you know, usually they come out to film, and the reporter's a cute little thing. She's really tiny, and the thing I noticed on every time she goes somewhere, you know, she's this 97-pound thing, and, you know, all these cooks and these restaurants are big guys, and they put her in a man's chef coat. And, uh, you know, against my partner's wishes, I bought her a female chef's coat. <laughs> and he said, well, you're going to put our, our logo on that, right? I said, no, I'm putting her name and her show's name on it. And, uh, you know, he had a fit about that. You know, I can't believe you're doing that. It should be our logo. I said, she's not going to wear our jacket anywhere, dummy. And uh, <laughs> that was kind of the, how the, the fight started. And, uh, you know, that's a whole other story. But yeah, I went. Worked. Oh, it worked. It, it worked. I went down and I set up at the TV studio. And uh, they filmed. And it aired, oh, I don't know, eight, nine times that day. Then again on the weekend, she had us on our website. We're still on our website if you search NBC10. I mean, these, these links are on my uh, on my page, too. Um, it was great. The phone rang off the hook. She referred people to us, and she talked about how we do the charities. And my big thing is anytime you can get promotion, cross-promote with whoever else is helping you. So for me, the wineries that gave me my first shot, I had their wine bottles on the table. So this way, anytime the camera panned across the setup, there were their wine bottles and the owner went nuts. Okay, so I cross-promote with everybody. Um, I push how we were unique by with the first mobile wood-fired oven in the area, and then we use local ingredients, you know, local farms, local meat. Um, find something that sets you apart. I mean, the other thing is we, we made a pizza box for a friend of mine who's now passed this past year, but great guy made us a pizza box. It wasn't just a one-trick pony for years. Think about it. Pizza box did one thing, right? Well, I need something different. Our pizza box is three things in one. It's a pizza box. My hand it to Ben at the counter. Then when Ben goes over and sits down with his kids, the lid of the pizza box is perforated, breaks into four serving plates. So now Ben and his kids only half the pizza, well, now on the bottom of my pizza box, because you rip the top lid off, there's two right. little V winglets on either side, and Ben rips those out, and it folds over as a to-go box for half the pizza. Okay? Yeah. So something like that will get you as much play as you can. Anything that can set you apart, cross-promote, anything you can do to push yourself and market the business. And it worked. I mean, the TV stations... Find out if they have a local evening show or if there's a food show or if there's a show that's, you know, derived about your town, like things around your town, whether it be restaurant and business, and apply for it. Just find out your local uh, radio shows. I mean, I'm sure you guys in everybody's town, they've got to have some kind of morning show, and that's probably going to be your busiest show. Make friends with the DJ. Tell them you happen to be in the area. <laughs> Take them a couple of dogs. You know, we stopped by and made pizza for them. I had a morning show and a night show that used to talk about us all the time, and if we had to pay for that, it would have cost me thousands of dollars. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah, and then afterwards, um, I know you talked about the Army Man pizza. Um, one of the DJs, we did a private party for him, and then on Monday started talking about us again on the radio, and again, if I had to pay for it, I wouldn't have been able to because I wasn't allowed to spend money on advertising, but he joked that to his partner, the oven's so hot you can melt the GI Joe in there in like 10 seconds. So 
I'm hearing this on my way out to a corporate lunch, you know, gig. I took some army men for my kids' toy box and uh, stopped at Wally World and got these gummy army men from Toy Story. And uh, I made a pizza. And while it was on the peel, I put the army men on it and took a picture of them. And I removed the plastic army men. I put the gummy guys on there and popped in the oven and baked it and then took a picture. And next morning, with their radio shows going on, I tweeted or texted down to them and said, Hey, you know, Steve, I heard you talking about the Army Man Pizza. Well, here's your Army Man Pizza ready for delivery. <laughs> and I sent him two pictures. Well, then that just set him off because Steve's the, com- the comic side of the show. That set him off. Well, then he just started talking about us all over again, and there we wind up at the top of their website again. So their uh, people see it. And, you know, just anything you can do to promote yourself and cross-promote. <laughs> I like that. Um, I don't know if we have um, – I know there's been a couple callers call in and, and waited, and we didn't get to your questions. If you have any questions and you would like to call in, please call back in. Stuart, um, if you'll call back in, we'll try to get you answered, and we'll um, even um, let Jason have a sling at it. I'm sure he's got – I know he's got more experience than I do. And so um, we'll try to get your um, questions answered. The um, – Let's see, you had also mentioned um, to me, well, we covered the Facebook secret menu. That, that That is smart. And I don't know if everybody knows how that works, but you can go to Facebook, and there's a way to have a welcome page where they have to like your page before they get in. And if you set up your business page that way, it's free, um, you can have these secret menus. And that's what drove traffic for him. Plus being texted out the, or tweeted out to 450,000 people um, couldn't have hurt either. But all because he was willing to give of his time and of his product and experience to help others was he able to get that kind of recognition. So it's available to everybody. Um, yeah, you can do it just thinking outside the box. I mean, if I would have listened to my partner, we would have never. Why do you want to make lemonade? We got to buy lemonade. I got to buy a cooler now and cups. Yeah. Right. All right. Like, well, think what we're doing. It's for childhood cancer research. I mean, really? And it finally came down to after the fight that I'll buy it. <laughs> It'll make you feel better. You know, I'll, I'll spend the $4. Sorry. But, uh, you know, the secret menu, I can't say enough about it. And Facebook and Twitter. Um, I, I'm I had to get tutored by my daughter, my 14 year old at that time. Um, but I am a convert, a believer. Um, I tweeted and texted and Facebook regularly our upcoming locations. Uh, I also thanked that weekend's events, whether it was Ben's birthday, Ben's Clark's corporate luncheon that we did on Saturday, whoever it was. I made sure I thanked them, had a great time. Anything that special had happened, I'd mention it, you know, things like that. Um, you know, but you, you got to talk to them. you got to respond. It can't right. be a one-way street. And uh, Facebook, Twitter, do them, do them religiously. Even if you only have to do it once a week, update on Wednesdays about last weekend and what you're gonna, where you're going to be this weekend, any specials you're doing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you can't beat those. I mean, I'm a, as much of a promotion whore as I am, I also like technology. I mean... Right. Any kind of technology to make it easier for me. I mean, I know some of you guys are using Square. I know last week you had uh, the guy on from SalesView. I am a big proponent of anything to make my day easier, my job easier, my business easier. 
And with what they're doing with SalesView and things now, um, look into the database. Make sure any kind of POS system you use has database technology so that you can integrate your Facebook and Twitter right in with your management software. And you can do it remotely, as the guy was saying, and you can sign in and make specials. Um, right. If you find out Wednesday's your slow day at your regular location, make a special right there in your system, and then you can mail it out. It goes out to all your Facebook friends, and then all their friends see it. I mean, it's, it's how viral marketing works. It's I viral marketing it. 101. And you I love it. And there's some there's some programs that link with Facebook. There's one I think they have a free service called MailChimp, and it's M A I L C H I M P. It's a little monkey. MailChimp, and it will send out a broadcast message. Um, I want to um, cover something real quick, but I'm going to take a short break. Hang on, just with me, just a minute. Finally, Ben's Carts has released the Build a Cart course found at www buildacart.com Now you can build your own professional hot dog cart based on the cash cow. Build a cart for less than $900 with no flea market and pawn shop used parts. Your cart will be brand new, loaded up with all the features and will outperform even you. This means it will cook faster than you can serve your adoring fans. We even went a step further because we purchased commercial supplies in bulk. You can get a kit with much of the important components and save big. No crappy burners, no having to switch on and off manually your water pump, no messing with making your own gas lines. The all-new Build-A-Cart course will guide you in building a real commercial cart. Check it out today at www.buildacart.com. That's www.buildacart.com. You're listening to HDVR Hot Dog Vendor Radio. Have you seen it? LearnHotDogs.com has one-on-one training. You can pick a vendor nearest you and get help and even get hands-on experience on a real cart. Simply click on the link, one-on-one training, at the top of the blog. We're back, and I thank you for waiting. I wanted to let you know over there in the chat room that I do not ignore all the um, questions and comments. Sometimes I, I can't do two things at once, and I get confused, and I'm scared that I'll m- mess up over on the radio side if I'm in the chat. Every now and then I, I get a chance, and I type something out real quick. Um, last week I typed something and never sent it, apparently. So I do want to say that I saw um, Stephanie... I saw your question or your comment about um, the wonderful Mr. Sanchez. Um, I've been hearing rumors through the grapevine that you were having some issues. I would be more than happy to help. Um, I'll just need more details on it, and I can make some calls. Um, We did recently, um, I spoke yesterday at length with um, North Carolina's director, um, at DHEC um, because we had been getting complaints that people were being told, hey, they um, couldn't use a certain cart they had bought, you know, used, or they bought a cart somewhere, and um, some of these weren't my carts, but they couldn't use them because they didn't have the NSF sticker. Um, that couldn't be further from the truth, and um, the director sent out a notice to all 
of the health departments and all the employees that they could not use that anymore. They could not be saying that it had to be NSF. It has to meet ANSI standards, but it does not have to be NSF. And so if the cart's been rated and tested, you're fine. There's some other things, too, but I'll get into those later. I don't want to tie up the whole show, but you should um, you should see a little bit easier um, situation. Um, now, if Stuart is back... Um, if you'll call in, um, we'll try to get your question answered. Anybody else that wants to call in, feel free to call in. Stephanie, if you will send me um, an email or if you just want to call me tomorrow, um, I will be more than happy to help you get that resolved um, and get you on your way. I know your cart's looking good, and I'm glad you're posting pictures of it. I, I think everybody um, in the hot dog vendor world that's on at least our page and the dog park page is excited to see you up and running, um, and I'm glad you're posting your progress. So, um, Stuart is still not on the line. Um, he messaged me a few minutes ago and said he had to run out real quick, and he would be back, and so we'll um, pick that up. Um, we have got Mr. Jason Brown on the phone with us live. He's been sharing lots of his tips and tricks. I will create a blog article with links to um, all the different stuff he has done that will help you. Um, I know that it can seem overwhelming, but if you will just make yourself an outline each week maybe and say, this week I'm going to accomplish getting a Twitter set up or I'm going to accomplish getting calling a radio station or two. And doing some of these things he's suggesting, it's going to set you apart from the average vendor. The average vendor that's working every day that you go by and he goes, yeah, things couldn't be any worse. I only sold three hot dogs yesterday. Who's blowing smoke? Um, is um, Even though we know he's he's not you know, being 100% honest, um, I, I've done a blog on the poor mouth in yourself, and it's a common trait, especially I know it is here in Tennessee and North Carolina. You you poor mouth yourself, you know, and it keeps the it keeps the wolves at bay. They don't come after you or want to know how you're doing, what you're doing, if you act like you ain't doing good. And I know a guy that's been out there for years, and I don't care when you ask him how he's doing. Well, I'm just barely getting by, and so it's kind of funny how that works. Um, I don't know if it's the same way up north or out west, but here in the south it is. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to cover while we're waiting on Stuart to call? And I, I may jump to him if he calls in, and I'll, I'll still leave you on the line, obviously. But, Jason, do you have anything you wanted to um, cover? Or, uh, Rob, did you have any questions you wanted to ask, Jason? I, no, I'm, I'm just sitting here listening to him. Uh, He's got a lot of good information. Uh, I think that uh, our listeners could uh, learn some things from it. I know I have, and I think that there's some things I'm going to take to task and, and kind of implement in my own business. Uh, and, and I think that, uh, you know, I love when these vendors come on and we hear different ideas. And, you know, I know his thing is not uh, directly related to, say, hot dogs, but it's street vending and so forth. And I think we can all help each other with, that information, and I, I think it's just uh, wonderful to hear all these new ideas and the way people do it, and especially when people go from 
you know, having a tough time of it, uh, making it work, and, and kind of how they use the resources available. And what's amazing to me, man, even like yourself, a lot of the resources that are out here that people are using to really convert to dollars uh, with sales um, is a lot of it's free. It's not like, you know, years ago to, you know, he mentioned about getting on the radio or the local newspaper. I mean, I just, you know, I'm only 41 years old, but I remember it wasn't awful long ago that uh, before the Internet and all that, that, you know, it was pretty expensive to advertise, whether it be your local radio or your newspaper, and that's how you got word of mouth out. Now, back in the day, we used to do the flyers where you went around and handed out flyers everywhere, all over the parking lots and stuff, but... You know, a lot of this stuff that people are doing now with Facebook and Twitter and so forth, it's pretty much free, and it's 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 a great opportunity, I think, for vendors. They need to embrace it, and even if they have to get, you know, maybe a family member or something like that that knows a little more about the Internet and how it works to get them to help them out. But, uh, you know, I think it's great. Well, you're talking uh, about family members. They're, they're great to use. Um, I used one to get into a winery. Uh, they had a concert series that I wanted to get into, and, the woman hadn't called me back, and uh, I had a family member call and ask about tickets and things, and I, what kind of food do you have? Because I heard she lost her barbecue guy, and uh, she said she told him she lost her barbecue guy. He said, oh, wow, we were out at you know, so-and-so last week, and we saw this great thing. The guy was there making you know, wood-fired pizza with a trailer at this other winery, and uh, you know, Beatrice in front of you, know, you should check him out. She said, oh, man, I got an email from them, and you know, I'm having a chance to call him back. I should call him. You know, he went on, oh, you should. It's great pizza, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, I'm not afraid to use family members. I'll do whatever I have to do to promote. And, uh, you know, whether it's giving away product, uh, giving away business cards. I mean, I don't, I don't care if I'm at Lowe's talking to somebody about a sink. I'll work in giving them a business card, letting them know what I do because you don't know who that person is or what they could do for you. Um, and the way I look at it, everybody has different events or, you know, just like if Benicar, he might not hire me, but a week from now, one of his employees could say, wow, you know, I need something for my son's graduation party, and we're just looking for something a little different. And Ben could say, hey, I saw this guy. He makes hot dogs and does, you know, crazy stuff or makes kids balloon animals or, you know, does this or that. And, I mean, it's amazing. I get calls from people that say, we saw you a year ago, and they finally call. So yeah. I just view everybody as a potential customer. Um, always be selling. Always sell your business. Always present a good image. Um, you know, even in the face of adversity. Hey, or, you know, give us your yeah. give us your um, website if you don't care if they want to look at some sure. of the stuff you've done. Sure, uh, it's Beatrice B E A T R I C E S, and then Inferno I N. FERNO.com. Um, I will warn you, you know, some of my content's a little outdated on Twitter and Facebook just because of. Yeah, you know, your accident. Not, right. Yeah, not, not working last season, but, you know, you're more welcome to go back to my Facebook. And, uh, you know, I always refer to my customers and my, my minions. You know, um, you know, always joke with them and play games. And uh, I guess that's what they liked. Um, the other thing is, you know, don't be afraid to, you know, deal with the kids when they come out. People love that. You know, the owner of the winery, his daughter was there one day. We were busier than hell, and uh, she asked if she could make a pizza. Man, the world stopped. They put the little girl behind the counter, and we made pizza. And her dad was standing there. I think I showed Ben a picture of that, and uh, he loved it, you know. I mean, it just lets him know you're not just there for the money. Right. You know? 
Hey, I want to get I want to get to something we've been promising to cover for two weeks, and and that Rob came up with this idea, and we need to get it covered. We've got about fifteen minutes left in the show, and I want to um, to cover. It. Somebody just reminded me on the chat line, and I'm sorry to do this to you, Jason, but if you have if you have anything to add, jump in with it um, because um, it, I'm sure I'm sure you'll have experience with it too. But um, we were going to discuss taxes, um, and Rob. Um, if you'll um, sneak away from the chat line and join us, the um, <laughs> you had um, brought up the idea of um, using tax refunds, but also um, just general some tax knowledge on on taxes. And I know we can't go into too much because of legal reasons. We can't advise on taxes, but we can tell what we do um, in a um, non-professional way. Well, one of the things that uh, I know tax season's coming up, and uh, I know people's going to be getting refunds and so forth. And you know, now is the time to parlay your tax refund into a business. If you've been sitting on the fence and saying, "Hey, I don't have the money," or whatever, you know, take that money and invest it in a business. I mean, you go back and look at uh, uh, the uh, the gentleman we had on um, earlier. Uh, you know, he had. He saved up 500 bucks by doing chores or mowing or whatever, and then he uh, turns around and uh, uh, partners with his dad, if you will, on a Christmas gift uh, to start a hot dog cart business. And I saw in the, one of the uh, chat uh, sections a while ago, a guy said he sold his uh, Honda motorcycle to uh, buy a uh, hot dog cart. Well, take the uh, take the money you're getting ready to get in your uh, with your taxes and. Uh, parlay that into a business. It's it, it, it'll pay itself off in no time. I mean, it's just it's this this business always amazes me how fast it gets uh, uh, your return on your investment is just back so quick. I mean, you could literally get your money back in a weekend. Uh, definitely within 30 to 45 days, uh, with the right location and, and a reasonable investment. Um, now, if you pay too much, that's a little different. It's going to take you long, too long to get your money back, but or a poor location. But if you combine uh, reasonable um, investment along with a good location, you have your money back in no time and, and be up and running. So, uh, I, I, uh, I advise people to take their tax money and turn it into a business. Um. I, I like that, and not for the reasons, you know, the biased reasons of, hey, use your tax money to buy a Benz cart. There's um, getting into business at this time when it, it's money that you are living without currently and can use to make extra money, kind of like Noah taught us tonight, is he took 500 that he could have used for a plethora of other things that would have probably brought him more enjoyment initially. And instead, he used it on something that is making him money, and um, he's becoming a, um, somewhat famous. I, I, I was impressed with that that kid. Um, that was amazing tonight. Yeah, I mean that that's why I say. I mean, you know, you know, you know a little bit about my story. Some past listeners may know my story too. Um, you know, I had a little insurance claim on, on, on uh, with my car. And I got a check for sixteen hundred bucks, and and I made the decision. Well, do I want to use the sixteen hundred? I could use sixteen hundred to do a lot of things. I mean, pay off some bills, pay off a credit card, fix my car. I mean, it was just some paint damage, some cosmetic damage, so it was nothing I needed for safety or anything else. It was just some chip paint and some chip glass. But 
at the end of the day, I got a check for 1600 bucks, and I said, hmm, I'm going to take that money, and I'm going to dedicate it to a hot dog cart business. And that's what I did, and that's how I got my start. And it's just, uh, uh, if, if you're thinking about it and you're sitting on the fence, uh, you know, make sure you cover all your bases with reviewing the videos or looking at the blogs or past, you know, information and learn what you're doing and check with your local health farmers and do it. Just go forward and get it done. I mean, uh, the hoops people say, oh, i got to get a commissary or i got to find a location or whatever. Well, you could if yourself to death or what if and uh, I don't know and whatever. It's just a matter of do your homework, make sure you do your due diligence, and go forward with it and and take uh, whatever it is. Like I said, it could be your tax money. It could be you sell your motorcycle or whatever. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, toys are nice, and it's just like I told the guy, congratulate him for selling his motorcycle and getting his car. Now, some people may not think that is a good congratulations, like, oh, you sold your motorcycle. But, you know, I don't know the situation. I just saw him post it up. And at the end of the day, if, if we all got to eat and we all got to, you know, feed our families and, and, and survive and pay bills, you know, and I told him, hey, you'll be have that cart paid off in no time and you'll be buying yourself a new motorcycle, maybe even nicer or better than the one you had or whatever. It, it's just a matter of, of going forward and, and doing your business. Well, I, th- I think that's good advice. Um, I haven't seen Stuart back. He must have gotten um, caught up. The um, He had a question, and let's go ahead and cover it the best we can, and we may not be able to answer uh, his side of the que- the questions we need to know or ask him so that we could answer him better. But let's try to cover it. And to get you up to speed, Jason, basically he has an opportunity to work in an area that – um, is a parking lot of a business that is accessible to a bunch of spring break um, kids, which starts here in about, um, well, it starts here real soon, but it runs for five weeks. He has to commit to five weeks at $500 a week. He has no experience doing it, but apparently they do. Obviously, um, they, in fact, they asked for, I think, 1500 down from him um, just to to do it. And so he wanted to know what we thought of it. I had mentioned, you know, negotiating. He thought that they probably wouldn't be up for that just by apparently they've done this before and they know that it's a good spot. And so yeah, that's almost like being at a motorcycle event or something. That price isn't uh, isn't bad, but uh, you know, I, I would go for it myself. Um, yeah, I, I would definitely do it. Uh, yeah, if, 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 if it's a repeat event, and most spring break events are, uh, they have a history of kind of what their uh, crowd capacity is. I know I've checked on plenty of festivals and stuff, and they say, and some of those numbers may be slightly inflated. I know our local one here says, yeah, we do 150,000 people in one day, or we do you know, 300,000 over the weekend, or whatever the case may be. If you can get an idea, and, and a lot of times they're going to have Facebook pages. This event may even have a Facebook page, or whatever. If he can do his due diligence, research, and make sure for $500 a week, uh, you know, if you're at the right location, I mean, $500, you can make $500 a day in the right location, especially spring breakers. If the price is right and you've got it, a good product and you're within reason of what a spring breaker is willing to spend on whatever it is, the hot dog or whatever, then, yeah, I think I'm kind of like uh, Jason that, yeah, I think that uh, it's 
it's feasible if you just make sure that you know what you're getting into. I would really want to know some some hard numbers. Right. Hey, look, we have 30,000 people every day um, come through this location or hang out at this location by the beach or whatever it is. I don't know the whole situation with him. You know, that's – but the other thing, too, he has to remember, it's not only $500 a week, but he also has to do his numbers personally with how much money he's got to spend on product. Right. You know, if I've only got 500 to spend on product and that's all I can come up with, um, that's going to be a little tough conversion. You know what I'm saying? So, But if I had 3000 in product plus the 500 a week and all that, that's a little different. He's calling in here now, so give me two seconds and we'll um, okay. we'll get right with him. Okay. Hot Dog Saved My Life, the book from A to Z. It's everything you wanted to know about hot dog vending and even some stuff you don't. Available at benscarts.com forward slash book. Don't spend $100 when you can get even more for less than 30 bucks. Benscarts.com forward slash the book. I wanted to tell y'all that we had promised to do two winners. Uh, I know we already did a um, the onion um, crunch, but we had a dog sled winner. That was Darren Culbertson. Congratulations to Darren. But we also had a second winner. Um, a He has his choice of a dog sled, chip clips, or the book. Um, and that would be um, David Delato. I hope I pronounced the last name correctly. And... David Delato was our second points winner and wins his choice of those three. If he's on tonight, um, please email me, ben at benscarts.com, and I will email me your um, address, and I will get whatever your choice of that is out to you immediately. I thank you all for all the support you all have been on the blog, and I look forward to um, posting um, more articles and stuff. And... We have um, Stuart on the phone with us. Hey, Stuart, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Ben? I'm doing great. Stuart, we already started covering it because we're running out of time. We've got about six minutes left, and I wanted to see if Rob or um, Jason had any questions for you um, to see where to go with it. Okay. I have one that I thought of off the top of my head. Um, Sort of the location, like on a main drag, they're not sticking you off on a side road somewhere. Like, do you have good coverage no. where you're at? Um, I'm pretty much on the front um, of where Cabo Vila and Spinnaker is. It's pretty much the heart or spring break happens here. It's where M- MTV used to come and set up and, and everything. And uh, and it's at a camp. basically what it is, it's a campground, and they have a store inside that they sell beer. Um, drinks and they sell hot dogs in there as well, but they're allowing vendors to come up and use their space um, there because it's a workable space for vendors to set up, and that's what they're charging is uh, $500 a week um, and $1,000 up front. How many other vendors, and are you the only hot dog guy? Um, as far as I know right now, I'm the only hot dog guy. There, uh, hot dog guy. There's a food truck that is actually setting up um, – or on the other side of the park lot that I was um, inquiring from, but in the same location. And they said that there was other vendors um, 
food vendors inquiring too. So there could be uh, maybe a second and a third um, other food vendor there. Will you know this ahead of time before you can commit to it? Um, yeah, well, pretty much I got to make a decision in the morning time uh, to the owner of whether I wanted it or not. And, and, but, and will you, but will you know at that point, we, can you find out before you give him a yay or nay if there's going to be 26 other vendors there with you? Right. Um, I'm sure I could ask that, uh, ask that question. I mean, of course, it would be a question that, that needed to be asked before um, we finalized anything and we signed a um, a vendor agreement for him. Now he's wanting because multiple weeks. Yeah, promoters do well, lie. If their if their lips are moving, you can usually tell if they're lying. Yeah, that's right. Um, what do you? Uh, is it worth giving up? Do you have another location that you work full time now? Is it worth um, giving that up? Well, only thing I do now is just uh, I've been doing it on the weekends, um, on Friday and Saturday nights, and I guess I go to school during the week. But um, I'm at a point right now that I took a bunch of eight-week courses so I could be free all through spring break before I could come out to the beach and be out there and during this busy season. And so I'm going to start uh, next week actually doing it full-time. Okay. Well, if you don't have a full-time location, I, I you know, was just kind of getting at it. I wonder what your full-time income would be. You know, are you risking losing that and upsetting regulars? But if you're just doing your weekends and you're not doing it full-time, I'd say if you can get an answer as to definitely how many vendors are there and, you know, if you can back out, you know, because I'd want to know if I agree to do this thinking there's going to be a food truck selling, say, Mexican and another guy selling donuts and coffee in the morning and I'm supposed to be the only hot dog and sausage guy, I'd want to know that I can get out of it if I get there and there's four other hot dog guys, because me, I'd rather be the only dog there. I don't want to have to fight right. for market share. To me, that's not worth it, because um, then it gets into he drops his soda price, and then you have to drop it to meet it and compete. And you know, if he's got deeper pockets, he wins. And me, I won't play that game. I'd rather go work my regular spot or find something else. You know, because I can I can stay home and not make money. I don't want to go out and lose money. Right. That was my biggest concern. I didn't know whether it would be a smart idea to try it. And that's my biggest fear is I'd be out of a thousand dollars. You know, I'm sure I'd make some money back, but will it be all the money that I put up to be there for just two weeks? You know, that was my biggest fear. I didn't really know how to handle the situation. Well, uh, I, would, I would question the promoter as much as you could. I'd ask as many questions as you could possibly think of. And then just, I mean, it's it's just a risk. If the if the money is not going to put you out of business, if even if, if everything failed and, and you just barely got by through it, well, then you have yeah. to chalk it up to experience. But if that 2500 or whatever it is puts you out of business or hurts you to the point that it takes months to recover, then absolutely not. The, the risk right. isn't worth it. But being as there's some other vendors coming, he may be even willing to give you some um, some references and, or to the person that's already come, that you know is coming, and you could ask. We've only got a minute left in the show, um, and so if anybody's got any last words, um, let's get them on out, and we'll um, wrap it up. I'll keep the show on, and please stay with us, Stuart, and we'll try to 
continue on. The whole thing will record even after the show's over, so the people that come back and listen to it can still get it. Um, the chat room will remain open. They just won't be able to hear our conversation here after about 60 seconds more. Okay. Well, I just wanted to say thank you guys for having me on. And uh, if anybody's got any questions or anything that help, email me. I think Ben put a link up to the site. Uh, if I can make one recommendation to you guys, think about doing a charity event. Try and do one a month. Get your name out there because it'll get you exposed. Cover your costs from it. Give them everything else. Volunteer your time. Tell the newspaper, anybody you can get to pay attention. And uh, it does come back to you. So I uh, appreciate you guys having me on. and wish everybody luck. Hey, thank, thank you for coming on. Yeah, we appreciate you coming on. Not a problem. Thank you guys for having me. Yes, sir. Have a good night, guys. HDVR Live Hot Dog Vendor Radio. I want to thank everybody for um, listening in. The show is going to continue on. It's kind of our post-show show, um, and or after the show show. And you will have this available as soon as this gets on blog talk tonight. It will be available, and it will also be available tomorrow on iTunes. So if you like to run and jog and want to listen to some sexy people talking on the radio, um, be sure to download that. Thank you all for joining us. Stay tuned to LearnHotDogs.com for the winner of next week's challenge is going to get, or the winner is going to get, a case of Onion Crunch. Um, thanks to the Mr. Loeb, Nick Loeb of OnionCrunch.com. Um, let's continue on, Rob, if you don't mind, and see if we can um, res- get this um, resolved. Help him out. Um, on the um, uh, you talking about the spring break event? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't. One know. of my main questions to him is, you know, how much money do you have to invest? Um, and I realize, you know, you can run out and get supplies and restock for the next day with the money you made for that day. But I'm kind of like Ben. One of the, and I'm not trying to get personal. You don't have to even give this information, but it is food for thought. No pun intended. Is one of the things you want to make sure of is how much money do you have invest to invest? You know, if you say, hey, look, it's going to cost me, what did you say, $1,000 up front? Is that what you said? That's right. Okay, so it's going to cost you 1000 up front just for the space. And then you say, all right, I've got $1,000 more to buy a product. And, I, again, I'm just throwing numbers. I, I don't know what you exactly have. But um, you have to look, is that a substantial enough for, you know, being able to make it through a day or so of selling then, and then do you have, logistically, can you get more product back to your site throughout the day? All that's important. And figuring all that out, I don't know where it's in relation to a supplier that you would buy from. I don't know who you buy from. Um, but all that's right. important to look and see if it makes sense to you. Right. And I'm, well, and you, I'm also and I, like, I, too. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, no, I'm kind of like Ben, too. At the end of the day, if it was a total flop, you just, I mean, it rained solid for a week, and, and it was just terrible. I mean, you know, it's not unheard of. I mean, hopefully you'll have nice days, and it may not rain. But at the end of the day, if it just becomes a total flop, maybe they just don't like hot dogs. Maybe there's too many food vendors there. Maybe whatever it is, the the you're not selling enough to offset the 500 a week rent uh, for the first two weeks or whatever it is. And it's a total flop. How far does that set you back? That's a, those are all things you got to look. And you also got to look at the risk-reward factors and all that, but one of the main things, um, can you afford the loss? Even if it's a break-even at best and you're going to spend all this time and energy and 
you have to just run all that through. And, I'm, and I hate to throw all that out at you, and I know it's like, hey, I'm trying to make a decision in less than 24 hours. You're making this difficult for me. to. I don't, I'm not trying to do that, but, again, I don't want you to go into it blind either if you're not used to making these type of decisions that can be pretty costly. I mean, you know, $2,000 to me is a lot of money. Um, so, you know, you just got to make those decisions wisely and, and just, again, the more information you have about the event, uh, predict, you know, predicting how many, how many uh, as far as the crowd and food vendors. Uh, there's a big difference between, you know, four food vendors and 24 food vendors. Right. And there's a lot of um, places around that little area to get food. I know there's a uh, pizza hut, but there's a pizza joint across the street, and then there's that food truck that I know it's already there, and there's Spinnaker. They have food, and it's a grill uh, environment. So, well, I mean, there's a lot of other... Got, let's say you got 50,000 kids there, uh, which is not unheard of for a spring break destination. Uh, 50,000 kids and 24 food trucks still ain't terrible. You know what I'm saying? The odds are still in your favor that you probably make some money. But I would at least want to know some numbers. Right. It's, I mean, I know I'm pretty sure the location that I was, I'm was i looking at, and being that it's right across the street from Pueblo Vila, you know, that's like you know, the, the spot for spring break. I don't know if you've ever heard anything about Panama City's um, beach at spring break, but it used to be very big all over MTV and everything. And uh, there's probably an average, you know, I would say around, 200 to 300 college kids coming over there because they got the promotion and stuff's going on the beach and they're all out there having a good old time on the beach. I mean, that's well, my biggest downfall. The only traffic I would catch people coming into the campground store or riding that little strip um, that runs in, the, in front of, the, of my location in the clubs. Well, let me give you a little uh, situation, and, and I like telling stories about real-life experience, and let me give you one, and this is not to take the wind out of your sails, but uh, I don't know if you've ever, you can look up on the Internet, there's a there's a, um, uh, a Labor Day, I believe it's Labor Day, it's either Labor Day or more, I think it's Labor Day, it's Labor Day weekend, there's a show in what's called Hillsville, Virginia, and it's a huge show, it brings in, I don't know, two or 300,000 people, it's just huge. I was working for a company at the time that had just built this 20, uh, I mean, 48-foot mobile kitchen. And he used it. He owned a vending company. I was his sales manager. And he built this mobile kitchen to do um, feedings on site for his large manufacturing facilities that he did vending for. And I said, hey, look, Rick, I said, you need to figure out a way to help pay off this trailer. Um, I mean, I realize you're going to give back to your clients that you do business with. I said, but let's figure out a way to pay this thing off. I said, how about let's set up at some huge event? I mean, obviously, it's a 48-foot mobile kitchen. It's a tractor-trailer rig. It's one of the biggest rigs right. I've ever seen, and it's and he does, like, he specializes in fish fries. And I said, let's take this thing to some special events, just maybe three a year, a couple a year, because I know some of these vendors that make, you know, twenty-five, you know, twenty twenty-five thousand $25,000 over a weekend at these huge events. Um, even if it's ten or 15000 that's good money. So long story short is I, we go to Hillsville, Virginia. We look at a spot. Matter of fact, spots are like hen's teeth up there because they, they've been in business so long. The festival's been going on so long. They're kind of hard. So we did find one. Long and short of it is I'll never forget this, and I'm trying to think what year was it been that the gas prices spiked to just over $2 a gallon, like two twenty Labor Day weekend. Do you remember what year that was? Was it like 04, 05, something like that? Oh, man. Um, you remember, got, though, you know what I'm talking I about. Really it happened. It, about, yeah. it, it, it was Labor Day weekend, and it spiked to like 210. 
Long or the short of it is, this festival normally just rocks. I mean, with thousands and thousands of people. Labor Day weekend, gas price spiked to 210. I personally did not go to the festival to work it, but me and my wife went on. He called me on Friday and he said, "Man, he said, how big are the crowds they're supposed to be?" And I said, "Well, they're supposed to be huge." On Saturday, me and my wife right there, see a Saturday, we go over there, and he told me. Friday night that his business was terrible when I called him. I said, Rick, I said, I'm sorry. I said, you know, I don't know what's going on. So I told my wife, I said, I'm going to print up. I made some coupons up on the uh, computer and this and that. And there's a little idea I had. Long story short is, we get to the hills of Virginia, and normally we have to wait in line for almost an hour to find a parking space. This year, we drove literally straight to Main Street downtown with no wait. Parking spaces everywhere. And the place was not a ghost town, but there was at least almost 60% less capacity. And I give you this story because anything can happen. He lost his tail that weekend with this deal. And it all because of gas prices. One little event caused uh, a catastrophic uh, set of happenings to him uh, just in a weekend. I will I'm just giving you, you the worst-case scenarios. I, I think that's, that's good advice. I, I will tell you there's certain things that we do. If you look at the stories from the Great Depression, um, Rob, a lot of them, you know, back in 1932 when that started, and I wasn't around for it, but you may remember it. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> the, um, in 1932 when that happened, people spent more money on entertainment than anything else because it was so depressing. That's why it's called the right. Great Depression because um, it was depressing um, nationally for the morale of the, the nation as well as right. for our pocketbooks. Well, spring break kids are tend to and probably will, no matter what at whatever cost, these college students will forsake rent, forsake a car payment or a book payment or a student loan payment. Oh, I, absolutely. And I don't know, besides, you know, a small nuclear explosion or something that could prevent them from coming, I, it may happen. I don't think the gas prices will. You know, every year we hear it's going to be $5 uh, this summer, and it could, and that would have an effect. But I don't I – Well, when I, I gave the gas price kind of an example for what happened with him, and it could be weather that affects – that could affect this festival or anything. And oh, my exactly. point of that whole conversation was, and that little story was, are you prepared for the worst financially? If so, then then go for it. I think it's a, I think it's a good fit, uh, you know, with the right information. Uh, I definitely think it's something, um, uh, you know. Even Jason said uh, I would try, you know, and I would try it personally if I thought I was in the mix of right in the heart of spring break. Um, matter of fact, if you turn it down, let me know. I may consider. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Well, I wasn't. I wasn't saying you were wrong or anything, Rob. I was just giving him right, a, right. I knew that. Help playing devil, devil's advocate, because I know that um, as things have been worse, um, you know, we always found a way to go up into the mountains and cook out a steak because it made us feel normal again. It made us feel like um, things were okay. And I think that people will do that. That's why if you go to the malls right now, they're slam-packed. Packed. And in the economy's in the dumps. People aren't paying their mortgages. They're going shopping. And it's retarded, but it's what they're doing. 
But I do think there's, there's Rob's right. There's a tons of things that could happen. I, I hope that you make a good decision. Whatever you make will be the best decision you could make. You can guarantee that. The fact that you're asking these questions tells us you're not just you know flying by the seat of your pants. Um, you'll do fine. And oh yeah. Um, I, I look I look forward to hearing about it afterwards. Um, okay. which, whichever way you decide to go, um, I would like to know or for you to. You know, if you don't mind telling us, even if it's embarrassing. I don't mind sharing the story. I mean, I'm sure everybody had their bad moments. You know, the nature of the beast. But, uh, well, I appreciate it, Ben. Thank you. You bet. Yeah, thanks for taking extra time to come here and talk to me. You bet. Did you have anything else um, that you wanted to ask? Um, no. All right. All right. Not right now. That thing was pretty much it. It's been really bu- troubling my mind as I was. I don't know if I really wanted to do this. I, I mean, like you said, I don't know if I could actually handle if I was to lose it because I'm going to put up just about every dime that I got in the bank to be able to pay that spot. Oh, that you know, what I was saying earlier is make sure it doesn't put you under. Right. The um, I'd hate for you know, for you to lose it all for that one opportunity. I'd rather you wait till next year if you have more money. But if if it's not going to be disastrous if it all goes south, then by all means do it. But um I I'm I'm trying not to be too negative. I don't want to scare you away from it, but I want you to consider everything. Right. I'd probably do it. If I was in your shoes I'd probably do it. Rob just told you he'd probably do it. Um and I, that's just what I would do. Okay. Well, I guess I got still some things to do till the morning, but uh sounds like more than likely I'm gonna I was gonna take a chance on it. Well, I think it's a, it's a calculated risk. It's not a just an ignorant, hey, I'm gonna buy twelve hundred lottery tickets tonight. Um, this is better than that. And the fact that you you're a vendor already it tells us you're not scared of taking a risk a calculated risk. Uh, you know, a, a a thoughtful risk. That's right. I took a risk when I got into the hot dog business. You know, <laughs> That's right. Borrowed you money from everybody I could, and I got the hot dog cart and paid it off already in two months. And I guess the you know, worst case scenario, if I do, do bust out on this, I could always sell my second hot dog cart that I'm building and well, recover I, from that. I, I need to tell people if they don't know, you were interviewed on the show, what, two shows ago? Yes, sir. Yeah. And um, so if, if y'all don't, I know you heard his name, but you may not recognize it. If you go back two shows, um, you can listen to his interview. Um, this this young man, I hate to call you a young man, you're a man at this point, uh, probably. And and you, um, you're you in college getting your engineer degree and um, supporting yourself through college and have almost um, got two carts up and running. Yep. That's fantastic. Um, the build is it going pretty good? Uh yeah, it is actually pretty going. It's going real good. If you have uh, any suggestions, Stuart, um, any comments, you're not going to hurt my feelings. Um, my partner is an engineer, and um, but he's a redneck as well, hillbilly. And so, um, if you have suggestions, email them to me or call me and say, Ben, I'd have done it this way, or Hey, is there a way we could change this? And I'd be happy to take constructive criticism. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I've been um, doing, you know, looking at it, and there's actually been a few different ways that 
I found it to improve it, the you know, frame and everything, workability of the car. I'm glad to send it to you. I'm doing it a little bit different from from your from the videos because I, I just I want to be able to show people how easy it is, you know, to change anything about the about your cart on this video. And, I'm excited. Well, if um. I appreciate that, and just um, keep me up to date, and and don't don't hesitate, just because I'm older, or just because you know I'm Ben's carts, and I sold you the the build a cart program. Um, don't hesitate to go, Ben. I'd have done this different. I need to hear that stuff so that we can um, produce it better or make the necessary changes. Oh, absolutely. I will definitely do that. Like I said. I- I keep y'all posted on, on Facebook and posting um, pictures as I go through. Um, Wonderful. Hey, when when does this event start? This um, spring break. On the second. Of March. Uh, yep. Holy. It's six weeks long. Six weeks long, and every week there's various um, various it vary, variates through different colleges that are get out and they come down here. It's a whole. It's a different state, you know. Coming down for, there's always something different. Are you going to miss school? Uh, No, actually, I planned. I planned this in uh, January, actually in December, when I first started thinking about it and planning my school schedule. I took uh, six eight-week courses, and that's why I've only been doing hot dogs on the weekend because I've been cramming in, in school. Criminal books. It's been it's been really hectic, but luckily that eight weeks is over now, so I got the rest of the semester off. So that was smart. See, that yeah. tells me something. You're you're taking calculated risk, and and I admire that. I admire that you're doing it. I I hope you just rock the world during those six weeks if you decide to do it. Oh, thank you. I hope so too. <laughs> <laughs> that was that's the plan. I don't want to. I hate to fail at things. I guess that's my biggest fear. But I guess I uh, if I don't take chances, you know, I'll never be successful. And well, I that's that's one of the things about being a uh, you're an entrepreneur. You take a chance. You gotta not be afraid to take a chance. Oh, I agree. That, yeah, you, you Rob and I are the same age, and and we kind of have similar backgrounds. And and you can't. Rob's taking chances. I've taken chances. We still take chances, and you have to. Um, you know, I, I put enough irons in the fire, eventually something's going to take off. That's right. Well, the spaghetti method. <laughs> that's it. Throw <laughs> see what sticks. That's right. I love it. Well, I thank you again, Stuart, and please stay in touch with me. And if, if you need anything or at all, holler at me, and I'll be happy to to take care of it for you. Yes, sir. Thank you. You've yes, been sir. very helpful so far. So, you know, yeah. um, I know I, I'm sure everybody else really appreciates what y'all are doing you know, for the vendor community. Well, you bet. Um, you inspire me. Um, I can't wait to get down and meet you. No, yeah, well, I can't wait for you to come. I really want to make you a Chicago dog with uh-huh. some onion crunch on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll take you up on it. I will. Okay. And and tell me again, what city are you in? Uh, Panama City Beach, Panama Florida. City Beach. How far is that from Orlando? It's uh, about six hours. Are you on the west? Is that west coast or is that east coast? That's in the Panhandle. 
It's uh, I guess oh, it's the West Coast. Oh, 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 you're Panhandle. Duh. Okay. Yep. I'm not, you're near. I mean, Tallahassee. Referenced it. How far? Hour and a half. Okay. Um. Man, I'd love to come over there and see you during, especially if you take this gig, come over during spring break and eat a hot dog, and I'll film you. Yeah, that'd be that'd be awesome. You'd have a lot of fun. It gets pretty crazy around here. Well, I'd have to. Like, my wife wouldn't let me alone in that city with all those girls. But um, you know, because short, fat, bald guys are very popular with college girls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being facetious. Anyway. You never know. My daughter's going to go, yuck. (laughs) Well, I thank you, Stuart, and I hope you have a good evening. Thanks for calling back in, and um, I hope that we helped you and not scared you to death. Well, you definitely helped me, and like I said, I'll I'll email you or text you and let you know what I decide and and how things are going periodically. All right. Sound. Thanks, Rob. You bet. Have a good evening. You too. Talk to you later, bye. Bye-bye. Well, Ben, I think that wraps it up. I I think it does. Um, We're still recording. Um, If you have anything um, that you want to add, uh, everybody's going to hear it. so you have to watch your little. No, no, I, I, I didn't. Uh, I, I knew you. I didn't take you wrong earlier when you were talking about uh, the Great Depression and all that little deal yeah. with the gas prices. That um, the moral of my story with that whole thing with that gentleman was, you know, anything can happen. I mean, literally, a tornado could come through, or I mean, you, you got to look for the worst case scenarios. It's, and it's basically the same advice you gave him. If it's going to break you, if you don't have a good event, don't do it. But if it's uh, worth the risk. Uh, and it's not going to break you, then absolutely give it a shot. Well, I'm going to try to get down and see him if he takes that gig. I've got to be down in Florida for a charity deal. Um, Right. And if my sister doesn't do it for me, then I'm going to be there anyway, and I could loop over to Panama City and, and get a get him on camera. Um, right. I can't imagine being in college and taking the load he's taken to be an engineer and then be slinging dogs and, and not just slinging dogs and getting by, but putting a second card out. And <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Well, it was a good show. I, I enjoyed oh, it. Yeah. Jason had a lot of good information, and um, I hope people take some of that and use it. Um, yeah, I thought I thought it was a great show, and uh, you know the shows uh, should continue to get better. We got great guests, and I know we've got some exciting things coming up, and um, so I think it's going to be great. Well, next week we're going to do, and I'm not going to let the cow out of the bag on here, but um, we're going to do that thing I told you about with the um, Cirques, um probably. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, by the way, I did find mine. Oh, good. I dug them out, so I was going to. Let, remind me next time we talk uh, to tell you the name of the company. Okay. Um, we'll see if it matches up. Yeah, see if it matches up or see if you know these people. If not, you can look out. You can look them up and then decide if you want to maybe do something with these people, too. It's pretty, pretty neat. So. Well, good. Well, I, oh, good. I appreciate you again. I hope you have a good evening. I'm glad your wife's patient with you doing this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
works out all right. But, well, but yeah, I'll I'll talk to you tomorrow sometime. All righty. Have a good evening. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Talk to you yeah. on the next show. Hot Dog Vendor Radio, HDVR, broadcasting live from atop the Smoky Mountains, sponsored by Mobile Food Vendors Association and Ben'sCarts.com. Grab a can, tighten your string, and lend us an ear.